you know, since this isn't coming out, but do you save these? What do you mean? These little intro things that we do before. Um, yeah, for the most no. If if uh, it's not usually until we start talking about the podcast a little bit that mm-hmm. I, because I'll cut like the beginning stuff out, mm-hmm. and then we talk about the podcast a little bit, and then we go into it afterwards. But not usually. Why? No, I'm just curious because I would really love to. Um, <clears throat> there's a line from this movie that I'd really love to say. Because I, I don't want to say on the podcast because yeah if by chance people I, I think work I with, think I think I know what line you're talking about yeah yeah because they take a while to fucking pay you yeah so I really would love to be like oh fucking someone else handle payroll fuck you pay me yeah oh you had a delay fuck you pay me but you can't say that I mean you could say that yeah but I like that job yeah <clears throat> um. I guess uh I guess we can get started. I'm ready. Ready? All right, well let's play it again, man. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say What's up, everybody? This is Steven here. I'm here with Jason. Yay, what up? And uh, unfortunately, this last week, uh, actor Ray Liotta passed. Um, he was on the film. He was filming, I think, in Haiti or somewhere. Dominican Republic. Dominican Re- Republic, yeah. Uh, very different country, but... Um, or separate country. It's right next door, right? I believe so, yeah. But, um... So yeah, Ray Liotta passed away. He was 67, and uh, because of that, you know, his most—he's been a lot of great stuff. But his most prominent role, um, really, his breakout role, was in Martin Scorsese's *Goodfellas*, which was released on September 9th, 1990, and distributed by Warner Brothers uh, Pictures. Uh, so we decided to do that movie for this week in his honor, and um, frankly, it's one that I've wanted to do for a while, but. Uh, never wanted to be uh, never want I don't know it seems like a monumental task to talk about this movie sometimes it's um, it's, it's, it's really good like I said uh, came out September 9th 1990 it had a budget of 25 million dollars and actually only made 47.1 million dollars which what? I was surprised to learn it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars <clears throat> um, only one big one that it took home was Best Supporting Actor, which was won by Joe Pesci, and it's uh, one of the shortest Oscar acceptance speeches <laughs> of all time, um, and famously lost to a movie and to a person that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, got a lot to say about that. But yeah, directed by Martin Scorsese and written by him and uh, Nicholas Pileggi, who wrote the book Wise Guy based on Henry Hill's life. Follows Henry Hill as his... Uh, up upbringing in the you know the gangster lifestyle the wise guy lifestyle and follows him all the way until he rats everybody out and has to go in the witness protection program um but besides all that let's start at the beginning and talk about when we first remember seeing this movie if that's even possible yeah no i think it was in high school probably are you serious yeah wow Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah yeah because like I, i was telling you earlier like our our whole our whole um, like inside jokes yeah. that we had, like with me and my old friends from high school, uh-huh. we made up our own our mafia names, our wise guy names. Right, right, right. And I can't think of another movie that would have influenced that. 
yeah. nearly as much as this movie. Okay. And I, I do remember it like pretty early on. Um, I don't, I don't even. Maybe we got a DVD or something, but I, I'm pretty sure my brother once again yeah, told me about to this you. movie. Um, so yeah, um, I can't you know say when specifically, yeah. but yeah, DVD, you know, probably with some friends or my brother, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And what was your like? <clears throat> initial so, so before this had you seen like scarface or the godfather oh, yeah. or okay i saw scarface when i was about seven years old yeah eight years that, old yeah yeah that for sure I, I if we ever do scarface oh I, we will i can tell you we will exactly where i was sitting really? in the room yeah of my parents bedroom where my sister was where my brother was yeah. and where my parents were yeah yeah because that's how huge of an impact that movie had on me uh-huh but anyway yeah, um, I remember. I remember. Yeah, had seen Scarface. What was the other one you asked me? Uh, like Good uh, Godfather or no? Not yet. No, no not okay. yet. Um, but I knew I liked it. When what I about saw... like Casino or? I don't. I don't think so. I think it came after. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, when I saw Goodfellas, like it, it resonated with me because uh, not resonated with me, but like. I just instantly fell in love with it. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like I just knew what I was watching was was a masterpiece, uh-huh. you know. And then, you know, like I didn't fully understand everything, but I just knew that, like this dude's story, this dude's life was just like it was almost like kind of Scarface ish, you yeah. know? Like yeah. it, it, it's it, like a rise to power yeah. and then the fallout. Yeah. yeah. And but I was like, but this this is a real guy, yeah. You know, so like yeah. I'm like, okay, like I kind of like this a little bit more. I mean, it's definitely a better movie than Scarface, yeah, hundred percent. Uh huh. But you know, I don't know. I from early on, I was just like, man, this this movie's incredible, and it was just something that you never forget, and becomes one of the most quotable movies easily known to man. Easily, yeah. So that's that's great, man. Um. I'm really surprised that it, it it was, I don't know. You talk about it, you know it so well, and we talk about it yeah. a lot. And uh, you know, it's just something that I I, I would have thought you saw it around the time you saw Scarface or something like that. No. High school is pretty because, dude. By the time I hit high school, Jesus, I can't I can't tell you like. So for me, this was a movie that I just always remember seeing like all the time. It came out what two years after I was born. Yeah. Um, and it was probably just always playing in the background. It's my oldest sister. I want to say it's like her favorite movie. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that, but definitely one of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember watching this movie and being so like, first of all, the way that they, and this movie gets a lot of flack for like glorifying gangsters lifestyle, yeah. which it does, but it does it narratively where you're showing this kid being seduced by like like that lifestyle or whatever mm-hmm. and then when everything goes bad things get really bad and it's not fun anymore yeah. you know so i just remember watching this movie and i love the shot where it's just on henry hill's eye when he's a kid and he's watching them from across the parking lot because <laughs> i wanted to start a youtube channel and like my thing was like, oh, as far back as I can remember, I wanted to make movies. Mm. And I think the same way that he's thinking when he's watching them is like, to me, being a movie, <clears throat> like a director is better than being president of the United States. Oh, so yeah. 
me watching this movie at such a young age and seeing how good you can make art like from a little age i obviously couldn't understand everything about it but i knew what was happening in the movie and everything but i was just totally transfixed on like how the camera moved and the music mm-hmm. and everything about it the acting is just absolutely phenomenal in this movie yeah um and yeah dude i i i i watch this movie pretty often at least once a year if not more than that mm-hmm. uh it's just something that and even even like other friends i don't think i've shown this movie to a lot of my friends i mm-hmm. feel like a, everybody at some point in their life has seen this movie oh yeah um it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's it's another one like that. Forrest Gump or like Back to the Future or something like if you that. Like, seen it, you're like, what are you? What are yeah, you what's doing? wrong? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, have a guest coming on uh, for an episode pretty soon. Um, who's never seen Jurassic Park? And they were a born like they were our age. Yeah. They didn't they didn't see Jurassic Park, which is fucking wild. But anyway, um, yeah, that uh, I just always remember loving this movie, just being so impressed by like how good the acting is and like how how good Martin Scorsese is at at making awful terrible things like enticing to yeah. look at and oh, yeah. to like want to be around you know um but yeah that's uh that's where we were when we first uh, saw these movies saw this movie man um i guess we'll move on to the cast now uh this is the very first Martin Scorsese uh movie that we're doing for my money i want to say he's the best director alive right now um it's like him and like spielberg and then you know there's there's other younger ones that'll probably flesh out a lot more movies yeah for sure but martin scorsese man he's had a hell of a fucking career man um he was about to be a priest right before he started making movies okay um he's very religious dude obviously grew up italian in new york city um and yeah he he was going going to be a priest and then he started making movies in college and uh he's made a shitload of movies man his first movie was uh who's that knocking at my door in 1967 and he followed that up with boxcar bertha both of which i've never seen before never, never um seen him. <clears throat> yeah uh that was 1972 1973 he works with uh robert de niro for the first time along with uh <coughs> jesus christ um Talking about Mean Streets, yes. Um, Winston Harvey Wolf, Keitel. Harvey Keitel, yes. Uh, in, in Mean Streets, nineteen seventy three, uh, and then he does. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Nineteen seventy four, takes a year off and comes out with Tech. Well, I'm pretty sure he was working on the movie the entire time, but really, really comes into his own. Gets his first like nomination, and you know, De Niro wins. An, oh no, I don't think he wins an Oscar for this movie. But uh, Taxi Driver comes out in nineteen seventy six. Then he makes a musical, New York, New York, in 1977, uh, which I've never seen, but never seen it either. maybe I'll check it out. I mean, it's Marvin Scorsese, so I'll give it a shot. Uh, Raging Bull in 1980, which Robert De Niro did win an Oscar for. That. It's a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. He works with uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci work together in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Comedy, uh, which is a great movie. I want to watch that. That movie's great. It's a good movie. Um, for those of you uh, who have seen the movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, that movie is basically a mashup of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Um, that's 1982? Yeah, 1982. And then he does After Hours, 1985. Uh, the Color of Money, which is a sequel to 
the film The Hustler, starring Paul Newman, oh, okay. and he does that. It's about pull like pull houses. Um, he does that movie with Paul Newman and a very young Tom Cruise, oh, wow. which I didn't know he directed that movie for the longest time. So I put it off, put off watching it. Um, and I was like, oh shit, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise directed by Martin Scorsese. I gotta gotta see it. So this is before uh, Outsiders for Tom Cruise. Oh no, this is way after. This is like oh. right before. This is nineteen eighty six. No. Yeah, 1986, and then um, Last Temptation of Christ with Willem Dafoe, where he oh, plays where he too. plays Jesus. Um, a lot of people hated that movie because it it showed Jesus in a very uh, like he un Jesus like behavior in that movie. <laughs> like he probably really was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's Jesus, but he's got a dead body in the back of his wagon his his donkey wagon and then him and his apostles start stabbing him just, oh fuck yeah <laughs> for real no oh i was just describing goodfellas <laughs> jesus well fuck i don't know uh, who really knows what the guy was like uh anyway uh yeah so then he follows that up with goodfellas the movie's nominated for a bunch of awards including uh best picture best director best screenplay um like i said it loses best director and best uh best picture but after that he follows it up with kundun which i'd never heard of before no 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 i'm sorry uh cape fear i'm sorry oh hell yeah yeah cape fear with robert de niro again 1991 and then he does age of innocence with michelle pfeiffer 1993 Casino in 1995, which mm. is a lot of people really like that movie. I some people don't like it. I I think it's good. I, I love it. It's not as good as Goodfellas no, for sure. No. I don't think. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, bringing out the dead with Nicolas Cage, 1999. Love that one. He's a, a ambulance driver, sees dead people. Um, I remember seeing this movie, Gangs in New York, in 2002. Dude. I was in junior high, and oh. I was just like. Yikes! Holy shit! I love that. Yikes. movie Yikes! This movie is fucking good. Melissa hates how much I love that movie. That is the first. Oh uh, no, we've talked about it. <laughs> um, but it's just, how can you not feel that way about that movie? It's and so I'm, good. And I'm like, can we watch this? Because I know you haven't seen this movie. Yeah. And she goes, No, I don't want to watch it with you. Okay. I'm like, look, Why? look. This is what you do. Ex girlfriend I had, she never wanted to watch Office Space. So one day, we were sitting on the couch. I put in Office Space, and she's like, what is this? And then I made sure to go past the credits, and I was like, oh, it's uh, it's Moonstruck, because that was a DVD that was laying around my house. And she's like, okay, love the fucking movie. And when it ended, I was like, you just fucking watch Office Space. How do you like me now? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Gangs of New York. This is the first time he works with Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, he goes on after you know, working with Robert De Niro so many times, a total of seven times, no, eight times wow. in a movie. He moved on to Leo, made became his new it guy. Yeah. Um, so he does that Gangs of New York 2002. Then he works again with uh, Leo on The Aviator in 2004. The Departed in 2006 when he Fuck. finally, finally wins Best Director. Um, after all of that. After all those movies, he finally wins Best Director. Um Shutter Island with Leo again in 2010. Dude. Hugo, which was a great movie. It's a child movie. It's about... Um, I haven't seen that one. It's about uh, <clears throat> this kid who meets uh, John Melies, I believe is his name. Hmm. Dude that did uh, Trip to the Moon and a bunch of other cool effects movies. Um, 
Then he does Wolf of Wall Street in 2013 with Leo. I've been wanting to rewatch that. Great movie. Um, he does Silence with uh, oh Adam Dri- Adam Driver. I have not seen that one. That one's good. Uh, 2016. He just did The Irishman in 2019. That movie's fine. I haven't finished it. Um, it's not one of his best. Acting's good. It looks good. But the story just kind of drags and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's fine. Um, and he's going to come out with Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, that should be good. I think he's still firing all cylinders here. So mm-hmm. we love Martin Scorsese. He's had a brilliant career, ups and downs, lefts and rights. But uh, great yeah, eyebrows. great eyebrows, great eyebrows. Um, he's just a, he's just an amazing director, and I and he he's got that 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 really fast talk and this just. He's a real tiny dude. He talks real fast. Got thick eyebrows and just you know, <laughs> he's 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 great. We we love Martin Scorsese here. So yeah. yeah. So um, next up, obviously we're gonna talk about the star of the film, Mr. Ray Liotta. I don't understand why he wasn't really a bigger star. Obviously he doesn't have the like look of like a Brad Pitt or mm-hmm. or somebody like that, but. He's so good in this movie, and I would have just imagined that he would have just been cast in like other big directors, like good movies mm. in the future. But um, yeah, he's 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 fantastic in this movie. I can't imagine anybody else playing this part. Um, I'm hoping you have some casting what ifs, maybe if you would have found that at some point. But if not, for Ray Liotta, yeah, for Ray Liotta's part. Oh, because mm. I re- I cannot imagine anybody else in that yeah, role. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even. Um, bother. Maybe we'll find some down the road. Um, but okay, so like his first film was The Lonely Lady. Uh, that's his film debut. And then he's in Filled the Dreams in 1989. And, you know, who's in that movie? Your favorite guy. Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, baby. Fucking <laughs> just haunts me everywhere I go. Look, we're going to make something of this. Like we said earlier, we're, we're going to find a way to work him in or do like a segment of... Kevin Costner, possible, or I'll say a, I'll say a line, yeah, of his, and then I'll say like three different lines, okay, and it'd be like, who said which one? Which Kevin one did Costner? Kevin Costner? Oh say? God, um, yeah. So then after that, he stars main star as Henry Hill in Goodfellas, um, and then in 1992 he does Unlawful Entry and No Escape. And, uh, yeah, Operation Double Drop in 1995, Unforgettable in 1996, Turbulence, where he's like a villain on a plane. I remember seeing that, I, when, I I was seen really, that. when I was really young. Yeah. Um, he's a scary guy. He when can he, be, he, yeah. He can be very intimidating. Swear to God on my fucking mother, if you touch her again, you're dead, you hear me? You said Unlawful Entry already? Yeah. My brother tells me to watch that one. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? He said, man, it's a good movie. Great movie. Um, also, 1997 Copland, which you were telling me about the Copland other day, which good. I have not seen. I saw this movie when I was really young, and I don't remember Ray Liotta in it, but uh, Muppets in Space, or Muppets from Space, oh. actually, has a big year in uh, 2001. He's in Hannibal, where he gets his skull taken off. And I don't like that part. You don't like it? Does it is it all, like too much think, for you? I think it's a little much for me. Um and I, I don't mind bloody shit or yeah. gory, but that... The fact that he eats his own brain? I, I don't like that. And I don't like that it's Ray Liotta. 
that it's happening to him. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty it's, it's, it's pretty creepy. It's creepy and I'm just like, damn. He's re- like he really agreed to do that yeah. to be to like for that to happen to him. I, I don't know. I don't like it. You don't like it. You think it was emasculating? I think it was too much. Uh, well. And uh yeah, I don't like that part. <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> So yeah, he's in Hannibal, um, and then he's in a movie called Heartbreakers with uh, Sigourney Weaver and Jessica Love Hewitt, which and Gene Hackman, which I found uh, surprisingly charming when I saw it. And he's also in Blow, where he plays oh, yeah. Johnny Depp's father. Um, great fucking movie! Can't wait to do that one on there. Uh, Narc in two thousand two. Narc is sick. Uh, we talked about that one. John Q, as well. Uh, 2009, he does a movie with Seth Rogen called Observe and Report. And uh, it's a really, really dark comedy, like as dark as you can get without it being like, actually, it is pretty violent as well. Um, but super funny in that movie. He's, yeah, really funny in that movie. Um, if you haven't seen it and you watch it, you could be like, obviously, Ray Liotta's in it, but they use some of the same music for beatdowns in Goodfellas. There's a lot of Goodfellas yeah. influences oh, in that okay. movie. Um Funny movie. Uh, then he does. What's the movie that I? Oh, um, damn! No, that's not it. Place, Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, Place Beyond the Pines. But I don't know what year it comes out. Twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, Place Beyond the Pines in two thousand twelve. I watched. Let's see. Me and my friend John, we were watching the last bank robbery that Ryan Gosling does, and we're like, "Oh, he's in this movie." Blah blah, blah. and. Uh, we watched that part, and then spoiler warning. So skip ahead a couple seconds. One, two. Actually, no, that doesn't work. Skip ahead like ten seconds. Ryan Gosling gets killed, mm-hmm. and then we watched all of uh, the rest of the story, the rest of the movie. And by the end of it, we're like, "This movie's fucking great." Oh yeah. Um. So we looked on the TV Guide channel to see when it was coming on again and shit. So we waited like a couple hours to watch it again from the beginning because we're just like, "Dude, this movie is incredible." Yeah. But yeah, uh, Ray Liotta, man, he's a. Uh, There's a couple you didn't mention. Which ones you got? Uh, Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces, yes. I don't. I don't care for that movie that much. I I loved it for for when it came out. Was uh, I remember watching it super high. I I remember movies. Smoking Aces. Yeah. Okay. Like you would think, like people would be like, oh, like I don't really remember anything during those years because you know, smoking a lot of weed. Yeah, but I remember almost every movie I watched during those being years. High. You know, being so stoned because it made such a crazy impact. Yeah, and and Ray Liotta dying in it. Oh, sorry, you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um. Anyway, that one's a good one. And then one that I saw way before that was a uh, Karina Karina with him and uh, Whoopi it. Goldberg. How do you sell it to a studio? Ray Liotta and Whoopi Goldberg together in a movie. It's his nanny, right? To watch his daughter. Uh huh. And then uh, the, his wife died. And then. Do they fall in love? They end up, yeah. They end up falling in love. That's strange. Yeah. And it's That's in the just... 50s. So it's really even, even huh. crazier. That's crazy. I almost forget that uh, Whoopi Goldberg was a comedian. And she's like a really good actress too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I forget that. Ghost, she's All amazing. Yeah, Ghost. she's great in Ghost. Super funny. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, also, 
uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, the sequel. To, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in that movie, too. Um, Jensen listens to this podcast. Oh, does he? Yeah. And so you'd be amiss if you didn't, didn't say, say this last one. What's what's that one? Even though I don't like this movie, but I love Ray, Ray Liotta in it. Uh-huh. Because he's, he's, he plays the head of this uh, motorcycle gang or club. What the fuck? Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Yeah. Jensen loves that fucking movie. Does he really? Yeah, like he he like I mean obviously like fucking because of how silly it is. Whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I love dumb movies too. He doesn't think it's a masterpiece or anything. No, but I I love dumb movies too. But I tried to watch that movie. I just I just can't. You know I just yeah no I feel don't you. get into it. I feel you. But I love Ray Liotta in it because he plays. I've read his name in the movie, but <laughs> the name of his club is called the Del Fuegos. The Del Fuegos. <laughs> wow. That was ridiculous. Anyways, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta, man. He, he's he's great in this movie. and uh, You can't, can't typecast him. Because, I mean, a little bit. But look at all the different roles he's done. Yeah, he's been in a lot of different shit, man. Yeah. A lot of different shit. Um, next up, we got the man himself, Robert De Niro. Talked a little bit about him on... Midnight Run. Yeah, so Robert De Niro, we talked about on the Midnight Run podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like we said, he's worked with Martin Scorsese a bunch of times. He's in Mean Streets, 1973, Godfather Part Two. He plays a young Vito Corleone, for which he's won um, Best Supporting Actor. He's in Taxi Driver in 1976. He's in New York, New York, with uh, working with Martin Scorsese again. Oh, so I missed one. So he's worked with him a total of nine times. Uh, the Deer Hunter, which is a fucking great movie. Uh, Raging Bull, King of Comedy, Once Upon a Time in America, Sergio Leone film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil, which I did not know he was in that movie. The Untouchables, he plays Al Capone. Midnight Run, like we said, we did earlier. Uh, this movie, Goodfellas. He's in Backdraft, Cape Fear, Casino. Heat's another one that we really, really love here. Oh, yeah. The Fan, Sleepers, which is an awful, awful movie. Well, not awful movie. Yeah. It's a good movie, but it's fucking really bad. Awakenings? Awakenings, yes. Um, uh, Copland, like you said. Copland. Copland, Jackie Brown. Everybody's wag, in that movie. Wag the Dog, Great Expectations, Ronin. Ronin, dude. Sick. I've only seen that movie once, and I was way too young. I didn't understand anything that was going in it, uh, going on in it. Uh, dude, he's just been in so much shit. He's score. He he makes the scores good. Um, he makes a lot of good movies, uh, but he makes a lot of bad movies nowadays. Uh, can't forget a Bronx Tale, which we'll definitely do on here eventually. Yeah. He's just one of those actors that uh, he can't fit into every role. I have yet to see a movie where he's like, uh, analyze this. He's pretty funny. Oh, hilarious. but that's not like a silly, goofy comedy. When he does those like weird, like that movie where he was like Zac Efron's dad or something. Oh, yeah, like th- those movies are fucking weird. Yeah. And I just don't... Or uh, the, that primetime movie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Joker. He was in Joker. Uh, and he did The Irishman uh, recently. And he's got a few other movies coming out. Apparently, he's going to be in Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a movie coming out named called Amsterdam and About My Father. Uh, Robert De Niro, man, he's just had such an illustrious career. And he's just so very good um, in this movie and pretty much everything that he's in. Um, even the bad movies that he makes, you know, he, I feel like he's just having fun with it because he knows he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. Yeah. And yeah, man, we love we love him. Him as Jimmy Conway, Jimmy the Gym in this movie, it's fucking, he's great, man. We love we love our 
our uh, Robert De Niro here. Love us some Robert De Niro. Next up, we got. <clears throat> Next up, we got Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci, who plays Tommy. 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 Uh, how you doing, hey, Hendry? Hendry. Hendry, how you doing, Hendry? Um, <clears throat> him in this movie is. If anybody ever deserved uh, anybody ever deserved an Oscar for a movie, it's this man in this movie. So freaking good, it's ridiculous. Um, his first movie, 1961, Hey Let's Twist, Whoa. as an uncredited performer. Um, 1976, The Death Collector, which I've never seen. Raging Bulls, first time he works with Martin Scorsese, and he's fantastic in that movie. Really, really mm-hmm. good. He does some movies throughout the 80s. I'm dancing as fast as I can. Dear Mr. Wonderful, Eureka, Easy Money, Once Upon a Time in America, Sergio Leone film that we just mentioned that Robert De Niro's in. It's a great movie. Um, 1987, Man on Fire. 1988, Moonwalker, which is a James Bond film, if I'm not mistaken, Um, which I find crazy that he was in one of those. Uh, 1989 is the first time he joins the Lethal Weapon franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leo, right? Leo, yeah, super funny in that. 1990, he's got a few a few movies, uh, Goodfellas, and a little movie that nobody's ever seen called Home Alone. <laughs> uh, 1991, he does this movie called The Super that I swear nobody that oh, I know has ever seen that I movie. Think, I think I've seen that. I remember a I, used to, I, I used to rent it all the time and yeah. wa- and watch it. It's probably not as good as I remember, but mm-hmm. uh, great movie. He's also in um, Oliver Stone's JFK that year. Hold on, did you say Moonwalker? Yeah. That's the Michael Jackson movie. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Moonraker. Moonraker ah, yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, 1992, he gives us one of the best comedies of the 90s, My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Um, great, great movie. Uh, Lethal Weapon 3 in 1992 as well, as well as another movie nobody's ever seen, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, and then 1993's got a brief cameo in Robert De Niro's A Bronx Tale. Uh, and, you know... Remind me d- what, what part he's in. He's the guy that uh, takes over the family after um, oh, yeah. after what's-his-name gets killed. They're fighting over the parking Sonny? space and all that shit. Yeah, Sonny gets killed. That's right. Um, he does... Uh, where was I? Fuck. Uh, Home Alone 2, yeah. Bronx Tale... There's this movie called With Honors that I remember watching at a very young age. He plays a bum, and, like, Brendan Fraser's going to Harvard, and he steals his, like, term paper, and he's giving it back to him, like, page by page for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was weird. And then apparently he used to go to Harvard, but then he became a bum or something. I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, that was 1994. 1995, he plays Nicky Santoro in Casino, and he's fantastic in that one. Oh, yeah. Then he does another comedy called Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag in yes, 1997. Dude. I've never seen that movie. Oh man, Jerry doesn't like it. Oh, I, I, every time I bring it up, he's like, "Ugh, I'm not watching that again." Nah, I was like, yeah. it's so silly." Yeah. But it's... David Spade's in there, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that movie's funny as hell. <laughs> okay. Because of him. Yeah. Uh, 1998, he does Lethal Weapon in four. Leo gets. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Uh, another movie directed by Robert De Niro, The Good Shepherd. He's in that as well. He's got a little cameo in there. Uh. And then he kind of stopped acting for a really long time. Two thousand, he he he'll go few and far in between. In two thousand ten, that was uh, so. Good Shepherd's in two thousand six. 
Before that, he hadn't made a movie since 1998. Then he goes 2010, Love Ranch. 2016, A Warrior's Tale. And then his the 2019, he does The Irishman with um, with Martin Scorsese again. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he's fucking great. These other um, actors, they've been in a lot of other things, but there's so many people that I feel like we need to mention that um, we're not going to go entirely into their entire career. Um, Lorraine Bracco, who was fantastic in this movie, um, she's most famous for this movie, and she was Tony Soprano's psychiatrist mm-hmm. on The Sopranos. She's been in a lot of other shit, Basketball Diaries. Done a lot of, she's mom, right? Yeah, a lot of TV, um, writing in Cars with Boys. Uh, great actress. Uh it's incredible. I wrote I wrote it down here. The cast of this movie. I I love Christopher. I'm a Christopher Nolan guy. I love Christopher Nolan. But the big problem that I usually have with him is I feel like he's a big picture dude. So when he casts people, he picks the principal actors, and then the casting director just finds like whoever, and he doesn't really watch or approve of them or whatever. Yeah. So you get like bad performances out of little side characters that have like one or two lines. Yeah. It's insane, this movie, that every single person in this movie is absolutely 100% believable. To the point that Joe Pesci's mom in this movie is played by Martin Scorsese's mom, yeah. who is not an actress whatsoever. Yeah. But it, it's it's crazy. But yeah, Lorraine Bracco, like, I like I, I see her. That's She's another one. Her and Ray Liotta. Obviously, she had a really big run on uh, The Sopranos, and she's been in other stuff. But I don't understand why after this movie she wasn't like... Mm. An A-lister. She's so good in this movie. Um, but yeah, Lorraine Bracco's really good. She plays uh, Karen Hill. Uh, next up, we got Paul Sorvino. This is a guy who I feel like should be in more stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, so there's this movie called The Stuff. It's a horror movie. <laughs> and he plays a super-duper racist general for some reason. Like, the general's just, for some reason, really racist. Like, it's totally out of left field. It yeah. has nothing to do with the movie at all. But I, I saw it not too long ago. I found it really, really funny. Um, but he yeah, he's in this. He plays um Polly and uh big stretch for him. Um <laughs> yeah, he does Goodfellas in nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety. He's in a movie I love and hopefully we can do uh, in the future uh Money Talks yes. with fucking uh <laughs> with Chris Tucker. Great so movie. What you, you you want you want bacon, eggs? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What am I talking about? You're Italian. Ma, get him some vegetable food. Shut up. That's your mama? Like, yeah. That's how the rich stay rich. Keep it in the family. Dude, yeah, so good. Um, he's in uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, which he puts out a knockout performance. Uh, he's in The Gambler with Jimmy Kahn. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of bunch of good stuff. I did not know for years that his daughter is Mia Sorvino from Romeo and Michelle's fucking oh. high school reunion. Shit. I had no idea that that was that that was him. He's got some of the best stares in this movie that I've oh ever seen God, anybody yeah. give. Uh, he's in Dick Tracy as well. Bullworth. Bunch of great stuff. Um, a lot of stuff I haven't seen. A lot of stuff I haven't seen, which is yeah, kind of kind of surprising. But he's fantastic in this movie. Um, Gives out a great performance. And then we got Frank Vincent, who recently passed away, so RIP to him as well. I think that was like last year, though, or the year before. He pay, plays Billy Bats. Um, he was also on The Sopranos. He's got a bigger part in Casino than he does in this movie. Uh, he's in Raging Bull. He's in Copland, the movie you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a movie called Jungle Fever. Uh, doing the Right Thing. 
bunch of stuff. Um, I don't think he's ever really starred in anything, really, but, you know. He's in Belly. Belly. Is that the... Uh, Nas, DMX. Yeah, DMX. That's, I was going to say yeah. DMX. Is that the DMX movie? Yeah. Um, honorable mention to Chris Christopher Cerrone. He plays the young Henry Hill. Uh, I don't think he's really been in much of anything else. Yeah, not really. <clears throat> Next, we got... It's too bad. Michael Imperioli, who is famously uh, Chris on The Sopranos. He plays uh, Spider. Spider. Uh, spider, spider, spider. He's been in a bunch of shit, too. Um, Shark Tale, The Call, Basketball Diaries as well. Uh, I think he's in the remake. Yeah, he's in that Old remake Boy. of Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, was it you that didn't know that that was a Korean movie? No, I, I knew that was. Oh, okay. I was like, somebody somebody was like, oh, you have to see that movie, Old Boy. And they are explaining it to me. And I was like, wait, are you talking about the same movie? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, with that white guy. I was like, nah, oh, no, dude, you're watching the wrong one. Yeah, I saw the original first. Um, Dead Presidents, he's in that movie. Oh, yeah. Super fucked up. Um, they cut his dick off and yeah, shove it in his mouth. Um, Dead, uh, Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. That's uh, a sick one. I need to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in so long. But yeah, he's got that small part in this movie. Super good. Uh, great scene. That's probably going to be one of our one of our favorites. Uh, who else do I want to mention? Uh, Tony Cicero, who plays Tony Stacks. He plays Polly on Goodfellas. He's been in a lot of shit, too. He's got a really small part in this movie. But he's in Bronx Tale. Uh, he was on The Sopranos, and he's he's pretty funny. Uh, another honorable mention: Chuck Lowe, who plays Maury, which is super funny, funny character in this movie. <laughs> he's in King of Comedy with Martin, uh, with Robert De Niro. Uh, A lot of guys from that movie. Yeah, Night Night in the City uh, with Robert De Niro as well. Sleepers with Robert De Niro. He just likes working with Robert De Niro. Uh, Mistress. 1992 movie um yeah also another guy that just died not too long ago paul herman um this is a guy that i didn't notice who he was until i watched silver Linings playbook over and over again one year because i was i don't know sad or something <laughs> but he's in that movie he's got a he's got a pretty funny part in that movie he's an american hustle works with david o russell twice on those ones he's in a movie called crazy heart with uh, jeff bridges that he won a fucking oscar for He's in this movie, Goodfellas. He's in The Irishman. I don't remember him that. He's in Heat. He's in a bunch of shit, man. A lot of stuff. Analyze That, which was the sequel to Analyze This. He's in Copland, too. All these people work together like over and over again, <laughs> oh, apparently. Yeah. Just so much. Um, who else do we got here? Samuel Jackson, famously, in this movie. I always forget that he's in this movie. Yeah. Everybody knows Sam Jackson. Yeah, we don't. Jurassic Park, Pulp Fiction. Just one of the biggest actors alive. He's Mace Windu. Um, Debbie Mazer. Debbie Mazer uh, has been in a lot of shit. She was on Entourage for a long time. She's in Batman Forever. She's in Goodfellas. She's in Empire Records, which is a movie that Jerry hates for those of you out there that wanted that information. Uh, so I made her an axe murder. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. She's great. Uh, she plays Sandy in this movie. Uh, let's see. Frank Silvero. <laughs> Fucking Carbone. Uh, Frankie Carbone, yeah. Frankie Carbone. Um, I know he's in more stuff, but really all I know him from is this movie, The Godfather 2, and The Wedding Singer. Hold on. He's in Cop and a Half. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. <laughs> I saw that movie in, oh, fucking, man. in, in at the drive-in when I was like three years old. That movie was in, in the famous box 
of of movies that you had movies that we had that we weren't supposed to have <laughs> but we had him and he's one of the the henchmen or the fucking the fucking cronies in that movie fucking hilarious uh also we got tony darrow who's in this movie he's also in mickey blue eyes which is another funny comedy with uh gangster comedy with hugh grant and jimmy khan uh then another honorable mention he's not he doesn't have a name in this he's just kind of moving shit in the back but vincent uh pastor who plays pussy on the sopranos he's mm-hmm. in this as well and uh is there anybody else you want to mention before we move on from the cast no just uh frankie severo or frank severo that's why i start clapping Oh, okay. <clears throat> when you mentioned him. Oh, I, ha- I I would have been really pissed if I didn't mention this. Kevin Corrigan's in this. He plays uh, Henry Hill's brother, Michael Hill. Uh, it's a guy oh, that, yeah. that he's a that guy for sure, but I've been making an effort to talk about him because he's in so many things. And I think he's so funny. Super bad. Pineapple Express, this movie, Slums of Beverly Hills, uh, Detroit Rock City, which we did already. Yeah. Um, this cast is fucking stacked, dude. It's absolutely stacked. And. You know, uh, great, great, great cast, great ensemble cast, and everybody's just really, really fucking good in this. Um, and yeah, that's the cast, and now we can move into the meat and potatoes section. All right, well, as far as the movie goes, what what about it stood out to you this time watching it, or what do you think about that? When you think about this movie, you're just like, God damn, this is this is something you can't not yeah. talk about. Um, you know, I I don't know if anything like that really popped out because I've I've, I've noticed a lot times. of things, but there was one really small thing that I noticed that was it's not even anything deep or anything you know super like um, mind blowing about the movie. It was just something more funny. Yeah, that I I it's obvious when I say it to you, but I didn't think of it before. Yeah, it was when. The stupid uh, Maury's wigs don't come off commercials yeah, play, yeah. and then he's <laughs> fucking got him against hundred hundred mile winds and all this shit. But the minute that fucking Jimmy puts the phone cord on him and starts <laughs> rips, choking him, it, it falls off. off. <laughs> no, that's what fucking stupid ass Henry's like laughing. Yeah, all the time. and then Chris, my friend Chris, is like, "Holy fuck, man!" He's like, "I feel so stupid for not ever thinking of that." He goes, "But you're so fucking right. That shit falls right off." Of yeah, his really. Head. He didn't think about yeah. that either. Yeah, and like we just start cracking up. We're like, dang, it doesn't fucking hold up against Jimmy Conway, though. No, hell no. <laughs> Hurricane winds. Um, yeah, no. I, was, I, I watched this movie yesterday, uh, and just right from the beginning, man the the way this movie starts, you know, you have no context of what's going on. Like, oh, do I have a flat? Blah blah, blah whatever. And then they open up the trunk. Yeah. You you see an already bloody body mm-hmm. in the trunk. Um, you don't know how it got there. And then there's just it before they open the trunk, the the brake lights are on, so everything's all red. Yeah, already like just draped in red. And I just thought like, damn, it was like yeah. fucking so iconic um, for this movie. There's a lot of red in this movie actually. Yeah, and uh, God, they they open the trunk and Billy Bats is all bloodied Fucked up and everything, up. Yeah. pretty much on the fucking edge of death and yeah. shit. And Tommy pulls out that giant ass knife and starts sitting. Dude, that noise just no top, no top, motherfucker. And then 
not needed at all. Robert no. De Niro just fucking unloads oh, a fucking oh, revolver oh. into his into his guts, and the the trunk slams shut, and you get that famous line: "All my life, no. as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a gangster." Yeah. And then you get the first needle drop, and just this movie just zero to one hundred yeah. in. 10 seconds you know you're like in three, for like three seconds ride. flat i mean like just so crazy yeah you're in for it you're like holy shit yeah but yeah just a crazy crazy opening to a movie and if that doesn't draw you in then yeah because like screenplay wise if you're trying to get somebody to read something oh, yeah. um if you're usually like action movies they start with an action scene or something like that if i'm reading that and this is dude like page one mm-hmm. and that's what happens i'm like i need to see where the, how, oh, yeah. where this is going so what a great way to write a screenplay like we said um martin scorsese and uh the writer of the book wise guy they wrote it together and geez it's fantastic how close is it to well it's not the same it's about henry hill you said right yeah so the the book um so the movie was supposed to be called wise guy which is the name of the book um Nick Pelleggi or Nicholas Pelleggi, he was a, um, a journalist. So he did a lot of research on the subject. And uh, apparently Martin Scorsese was going to make this movie earlier, but he put it off for a long time. And then when they were doing their rewrites or whatever, he uh, they changed the name to Goodfellas. So uh, also I was reading that um, in like early like, – like when they got the main cast, Tommy, uh, Jimmy, and, and, uh, and Henry – they got the three of them together, uh, and they they were filming parts of the scenes. But Scorsese told them like, "Oh, you guys can can say and do whatever, like improv, everything, blah blah." blah. So they recorded like all their scenes together just to see how they would do it, and then they started like writing down like improv lines that they came up with or whatever, yeah. and then they reincorporated them into this like revised script that they did later yeah. on, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, like I said, this movie starts off fucking insane, and then you get Henry Hill when he's a young kid, and he's looking at these gangsters, and, you know, and it's it's crazy how many needle drops are on, and they're, like, consecutive. You would think that people would just be like, oh, there's another song, oh, no. there's another song, because there's, there's movies that don't do it this well. So, for instance, I'm thinking, like, the first Suicide Squad movie that came out with, like, Jared Leto and the, mm. the really shitty one. The way that movie starts is there's like a needle drop for each individual character. They're trying to save it with that. Yeah, and and I was just like, dang, this is bad. Yeah. But in this movie, there's like the like the uh, the helicopter scene where he's running around town, dude. There's like 13 songs that play in that sequence, like yeah. over the over the course of maybe like seven minutes. Um, but it makes sense that that happens then too, because. He's like wired and going oh, yeah. in seven different directions, and just like music's just changing over and over again. The the editing's faster and everything, but yeah. So we see a young Henry Hill watching these gangsters, fucking, and you get some of the best, like some of the best, um, like over uh, the fuck's the word voiceover work that I've ever heard. Um, and Henry Hill's just describing the, these people's lifestyle and why he's so attracted to it, where he comes from, where his family comes from and everything. And then he starts working for the gangsters. And I just love the kids standing outside of the fence watching him park the cars oh, yeah. and everything. Just so just so cool. And uh, I, I love, dude, one of my, my 
this is something me and my sisters and my cousin would say all the time is uh, one of my favorite parts in this movie is uh, when Henry goes to Tootie and he's like, I can't make any more deliveries anymore because his dad's beating him up because yeah. he's ditching school. Kill me. And, he, and, and he's like, well, you got to make deliveries. You're going to fuck everything up. I can't make any more deliveries. What do you mean you can't make any more deliveries? You're going to fuck everything up. My dad said he's going to kill me. Look. Come on with me. That in dead kid? No. How about him? Nope. That's the guy. Get him. Excuse me. Yeah? You know this kid? Yeah. You know where he lives? Yeah. Deliver mail to his house? Yeah. Well, from now on, any letter from that school to that kid's house comes directly here. You understand? Yeah. If another letter from that school goes to that kid's house, in the fucking oven, you're going to go ahead first. That was it. No more letters from truant officers, no more letters from school, in fact, no more letters from anybody. Finally, after a couple of weeks, my mother had to go to the post office and complain. Fucking, uh, the dude that plays Polly in Sopranos gets out of the car, excuse me, get over here, get over here, come with me, fucking scumbag, dude, and puts him in the car, and he's like, he's calling a fucking nine-to-five nine regular Joe a scumbag <laughs> when you're about to go fucking beat the shit out of this guy. Into the fucking oven, you're gonna go head first, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that part is so crazy, and then also like uh, when the that dude's like walking up, ah, they oh, shot me, they shot me, dude. real fucking jerk. <laughs> you're, you know, you know what, kid, you're a real. Oh, I wrote that down. You're a real jerk. Eight aprons you wasted on that guy. <laughs> oh man, imagine it was one of uh, it was one of their guys from their crew that shot that dude. <laughs> Maybe it probably was, dude. Who knows? They're in the same neighborhood. Um. Also, just, just like basically, all of Henry talking about him getting into the lifestyle, or like where, when he's a child, the whole kid part of that, yeah, is an incredible way to introduce the audience to all those guys, all those dudes, how yeah. how how things are gonna be, um, why he loved it so much, and you, then you think uh, Warren Scorsese really probably didn't come up with that, but popularized it i can't i can never say that word popularized popularize that like the like, way he introduces all these different people yeah like yeah yeah because everyone else after him really started to yeah like, yeah do shit like that. no for sure and that's another thing too is like uh the way he utilizes music in his films after him like everybody started doing it like tarantino a few years later does it a, yeah. starts doing it a lot um but yeah, all, all that stuff when he meets Jimmy for the first time. Jimmy, yeah. they, they called him Jimmy the Jim. Uh, all that good stuff. And uh, Jimmy, I want you to meet the kid, Henry. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> $20 bill. Jimmy, I complain, but who would listen? <laughs> uh, great stuff, man. Great stuff. What what uh, what other favorite parts of yours do you got on here? Um, when he's selling the cigarettes, he's like, look. It's Look, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, he's so he's so like whatever it's about okay. it. He's like, like, well, you got permission from your mother. mother? He, he, he takes that fat water cash. Yeah, and then he goes get out of here. Doesn't say anything. Goes in the back. Oh, you pop your cherry. cherry. That fucking scene is great. No, I I love that. I love that. Uh, I thought you'd be mad at me. He's like, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm proud of you. you. Took your first pinch like a man. You kept your mouth shut. shut. You told them nothing. They got, got nothing. That. And you learned the two most important lessons in life 
never rat on your friends, friends and, and always, always keep, keep your mouth shut. Foreshadowing. Yep. <laughs> and put some money in his pocket. Yeah. And then the rest. Dude, he gives of the him crew. like a couple hundred dollars, yeah. dude. Uh, and then yeah, he's so happy though. Looking at oh, dude, at, yeah, at Henry's yeah, yeah. face, he's like, "Yes, finally, these guys accept me." Like that was like solidified him right there. Like, yeah. This kid, he's a kid. Didn't say shit. He did he's a hell right of a thing. guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a hell of a guy. I like I like when he's pointing at them because they're all giving him props. He's like, "Oh, oh, he can't yeah. reach him." He's like, "Oh," and just pointing at and it's that freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. And then, Sometimes I wonder. And yeah, they're at Idlewild Airport. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, we used to go to a place Idlewild that's here in California um, when it would snow and stuff. So I thought that was here. Right. I didn't put together that there's multiple, multiple cities yeah. named the same thing. Um. Because I was a hey, there's kid. a Montclair in New Jersey. There is a Montclair in New Jersey. That's very true. <laughs> um, probably the more famous Montclair for sure. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are uh, broadcasting out of Montclair right now. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great beginning scene. Obviously, we skipped the part where he talks about one day the kids followed him home from. Uh, they carried his mom's groceries out of respect, and yeah. he's blowing up all the cars. Another freeze frame. What about when tied to, or actually before, um, the scene when his dad is like, "Got a letter from school today." Yeah, you learn a lot at school today. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, got a letter from school today. It says uh, you haven't been there in months. In months. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an awful thing to laugh at, but when you've seen it so many times, you just find the quirks yeah. in it that amusing. Dude, that kid. I had I had a friend growing up who, uh, surprisingly enough, used to steal from everybody. Oh shit! Um, but he he reminded me of young Henry because he was like, apart from the stealing, because he didn't start doing that until he started like doing meth and shit. But uh, apart from that, he was like this. He was he was Cuban. Didn't look. Like prototype Cuban guy, he's like had to school. Yeah, he had like very pale skin, green eyes, and he just reminded me of that guy. And his his stepdad was real. Like, dude, I'd go over there and he would fucking cuss him out like crazy. And then I'd always be staying there and he and like in Spanish and in English, and his English was really bad. And then he'd stop, he'd stop, and he'd turn to me and he's like, "This isn't because you. It's because him. Because he's a." (laughs) An idiot, blah blah. And I, it would just always remind me of like how his dad beats him and stuff. Cause, yeah, I never saw him hit him or anything, but I, if that happened, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. His name was Daniel Alvarez. Now he's married to some white chick and lives in like Arkansas or something. Daniel Alvarez, that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Moving on, dude. When? Oh yeah, I I, I wanted to mention this. My um, shoes? <laughs> oh no, oh, not that. Uh, look at my shoes, man. Aren't they great? You look like a gangster. <laughs> no, when he goes to court and then like he goes up to the uh, he goes up to like the stand or whatever, and then it pans over and they show the the lawyer and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> smiling and because you know he sees a judge all the time. Oh, the yeah. judge probably fucking hates him. Um, yeah, that that uh, that part's isn't, great. Isn't that when they when they focus in on uh, on his dad too? Or no, no, no. I don't know. Well, I don't remember the, seeing his dad. At the there's court. another scene. Where they they um, where they kind of no never oh no what I'm thinking of is uh so earlier when you asked me what what's something that stood out for you yeah so I always think of um, this movie and Bronx Tale 
so I think of Henry's dad and I think of Robert De Niro in Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. And because it's a similar story, right? Like yeah. C and Henry are working for the mob. Yeah. They're getting money. They're making more than both their dads. And one dad is a fucking a hard ass, hard yeah, nose, yeah. probably pissed that he's making more money than him. Yeah, no. And for sure. But he's not trying to tell him, hey, he's not trying to give him the tools yeah, to succeed to in succeed life. and be a man. But then Robert De Niro is not pissed about the money. Yeah. He's just like, you need to stay away from these guys. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, at, at one point in, in their lives, it's the same trajectory. It's the same, like, thing. You know what I mean? Like, they... Yeah. So maybe Henry's dad is pissed. He's trying to show him, stay away from these guys, but he's not doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. He's make, he's doing it in the way of, he's only going to lead them back to, to that, them because... I, I, that's something that I, that, I, that I think about. I was thinking about this time around, too. Um... They don't. After he grows up, they don't ever show no. his family no. ever again. Which which leads me to believe that he, no matter what, he was going to be. He loved the life yeah, too yeah. much. He loved the. And at the end, he says the hardest thing after everything, not going to jail, not everything. The hardest thing for him was leaving the life. Yeah, because he loved it so much. So I feel like Henry was going to do that regardless. Oh, yeah. And I think it was a, a a choice on Martin Scorsese's part, I guess, to like. Once he became that in that lifestyle, obviously he sees his brother. He cooks dinner for him or whatever. Yeah. But they don't show his his mother and father mm-hmm. after that. And then even when uh, they got to ditch the guns uh, that Jimmy didn't want later on, uh, Karen's like, "Oh, you, we had to come here. We couldn't go to your mom's house or whatever because right. they go to her mom's house." I just thought I just thought it was weird, and it was the first time I really noticed it. They don't ever show them ever again. But yeah, I'm sure him and his dad got in a crazy fight. At yeah, some point, at some point, just and like, just like it's it's over. Um, I like uh, the scene. One of one of my favorite scenes is when they are walking through the club and they're introducing all the guys. There was Jimmy and Tommy and me, and there was Anthony Stabile. How you doing? Frankie Carbone. And then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. And his guys, Frankie the Wop. Freddie No Nose. And then there was Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother. And you had Nicky Eyes. What's up, guy? And Mikey Franchese. Yeah, I want to see him. And Jimmy two times, who got that nickname because he said everything twice, like... I'm gonna go get the papers, get the papers. For us, to live any other way was nuts. To us, those goody-good people who worked shitty jobs for bum paychecks and took the subway to work every day, worried about their bills, were dead. And they were suckers. They had no balls. If we wanted something, we just took it. If anyone complained twice, they got hit so bad, believe me, they never complained again. It was just all routine, and you didn't even think about it. Yeah, that 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 that's what I'm talking about. Is like, you know, so famous. Yeah, Lee, it's Martin Scorsese, and, and some of the, like, dude, some of the names in there are just just absolutely great. Um, I like somebody's brother, Fat Andy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mickey Eyes. Hey guy. <laughs> hey, what's up, guy? Hey, what's up, guy? Um, Jimmy the uh, Jimmy the Killer is like, hey, remember I told you? I remember I did that thing for you. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget I did that thing for you. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah. That's what you tell me every time I see you. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. Some of the names in there are just absolutely awesome. Jimmy two times. Jimmy two times. You got that name for saying everything two times. 
Let me get, get the papers. Get the papers. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Incredible. The way that the camera moves through there um, is just really nice. Frankie Carbone. Oh, dude. Frankie Carbone. Uh, hilarious in this Come movie. Come see. Come see. Some shit. Dude, yeah. Just go. I, I love the fucking way uh, uh, Mickey Eyes looks because he's got like those really big ass glasses, oh, yeah. but his eyes just seem like sucked back into his head. I don't know. Just everybody in there has got a fantastic look. That's that's uh, uh, Mickey Blue Eyes, right? Or Mickey Eyes, the What's Up guy. What's Up guy. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude seems like the coolest guy in there. <laughs> just just the way like he's talking, he's like. What's up, guy? Yeah, what's up, guy? Like he he's he's paying a little respect. Yeah. But he's got to get back yeah, to his conversation. Like, huh, yeah, huh. Uh, dude, I'm trying to um, bang this broad over here. I'm trying to bang this broad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I love that part. Um, it's great. Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Oh, I like when um, I just like that line. He's like, coats, it's the middle of fucking summer. You're bringing me meat coats. All right, I'll take them back then. No, 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 no. no. Don't take them back. We'll put them in the Let's freezer with the meats. meats. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the scene that uh, Pussy from The Sopranos he's in is it, in. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the background of that scene. Um, yeah, the, the, the club, like I said, there's so much red in this movie. The club uh, is all like doused in like red lighting and everything. Um, one thing that I noticed about this movie is. They're constantly drinking like not beer, like hard liquor. Oh in yeah, this they movie. don't drink beer. Yeah, and nobody seems intoxicated ever in this. Um, which I don't know. I just noticed that I was like, yeah, they're they're constantly drinking liquor this this entire movie. Um, but yeah, that's that's you get you get that intro and you get a little bit more of like the lifestyle and stuff, and then you get probably one of the most famous scenes in movie history. Probably one of the most quotable scenes in movie history, the how am I funny scene. Oh, yeah. That's not, what, what's really funny is the fucking bank job away in Sea Caucus, I'm in the middle of the fucking weeds laying down. He comes over, he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm resting. Here you're resting. I got a fucking beach in a park. I said, I'm resting. I know I'm resting, I'm resting. They pull me in, they start giving me all kinds of questions, you know, this and that. He says, oh, uh, so what are you going to tell us, tough guy? I said, my usual, zero, nothing. I tell you, fuck. He says, no, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> Bing, pow, boom, You saw the paper, Anthony, my head was up like this. So now I'm coming around, you know. I start to come out of it. Who do I see in front of me? This big prick again. He says, oh, what do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> I thought he was going to shit. <laughs> You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Hey? Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just, what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Not just 
You know how you tell the story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick yet? Frankie, was he shaking? <laughs> wonder about you sometimes, Henry. You may fold under questioning. Which, uh, don't quote me on this. I remember reading somewhere before that um, Joe Pesci, that happened to him, and he told Martin Scorsese about it. So yeah. they wrote it. They wrote it into the movie. And he was pretty connected to the life too. I think so. Young. Yeah. You know like what he we was did around those guys. Yeah. Oh no. All, all uh, Martin Scorsese and Joe Pesci were for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, what we didn't mention when we were talking about Joe Pesci, he has an illustrious rap career. Oh yeah, dude. He's got like I've heard he's that. got like several rap albums, which is, I've heard bits and pieces of some of the songs. They are horrendous. There's one song that's insane. You've heard that? You've heard yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it's him just talking about, like, fucking and killing. And really? it's like, yeah, I was like, whoa. Oh. Just so you know, people, the outro of this episode is going to be one of those rap oh, songs. Oh, please. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's just super weird. But, yeah, so the How Am I Funny scene. Um it, yeah, dude, it's so it's so That's my great. Favorite when he's out I, of I, breath, I love, I love, yeah, I yeah, because he's going at it so hard and like, <laughs> and like, the, everybody's surrounded because he because like even his story to begin with. Oh like, my god! So I'm I'm, I'm resting out there. Here you resting? I know I'm resting. I'm resting. So what are you gonna tell me now, tough guy? Bing! What are you doing here? I told you to go fuck, fuck your mother. Pow! Bing! Bing! Pow! I wish I was big just, just once. once, dude. So good. And then yeah, he draws Henry into that. Little cat and mouse of how, how am I funny? Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? you? No, 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 no. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd he you say? What he, he just the way he, you tell the story. The way you tell you know? story. No, I don't know. You said it. <laughs> you tell me, Adam. Dude, when he when he come when he comes out of it, I was Adam. Frankie, Frankie, was he shaking? Was he shaking? He might fold on the question. I don't know about you, Henry. You might fold on the question, dude. Just. How like I, I feel like I mean obviously it's nowhere near as gruesome, but I feel the same way if I was hanging out with those dudes is the same way if I was hanging out with like the guys from Jackass. Like at any moment your life could be in danger oh, yeah. and you could just like you could just get hurt really, really badly, yeah. you know? They're just gonna fucking kick you in the balls yeah, or something. Dude, like Yeah. And like dude, like the poker game later on he just murdered oh, yeah. Spider out of nowhere. Even the first time he was in, intending to kill him, yeah. Um yeah, or intending to shoot him, he fucking shoots him in the foot. Yeah, uh, but that scene, super duper iconic. When the waiter comes, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. When he's like, yeah, tell him to put it on my tab. It's seven fucking big, big ones. ones. Thought I'm getting fucking I'm pinched, pinched over, over here. here. Yeah, dude. Just oh, can you God. believe this guy? He asked me to christen his kid. <laughs> Seven thousand dollars. I told him seven thousand dollars. You know, you know, you're, you're supposed to be, supposed doing, to be this doing this stuff, stuff too. You know. Too. Uh, dude, yeah, and it's so crazy to think too. Like he's just got that gun in his waistband, oh, yeah. just like ah, oh, like dude, you're gonna shoot your dick off, bro, hanging over me like a vulture, dude. Um, uh, that wait, like when I saw that waiter, I was like, why? In the I would ride two hours. Oh, why is he working there? Yeah, I would yeah. ride two hours in the snow away from there to, oh, yeah. if I if I I would not work I there. would not work there. No, 
anybody. I would never work there in a million years. Unless you're trying to get into the action. Like, yeah. hell no. And that guy definitely was not. Yeah. Was, that yeah. dude was probably, I mean, not probably, clearly from out of town. Just moved to New York. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, it's a restaurant. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll work here. I'll go cool. work there. Yeah. And then f- figured out. Probably real worked quick. there for a couple weeks, and then was just yeah. like, I'm that was his fucking, last day. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> for for seven thousand, I charge him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next scene is because he breaks he breaks the the bottle on uh, homeboy's head, and the next scene is when they're talking oh. to Polly about going to the restaurant business. What do I know about the restaurant business? He's like, what are you asking me? And then, dude, the way he stops and looks at Henry, like, oh yeah, what? Like, uh, <laughs> what's this guy doing here? And he's like, what, uh, Tommy's a bad kid. He's a bad seed. What do you want me to do? Shoot him? I mean, that I wouldn't mean, be a bad idea. I'm, f- I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean that. What the fuck do you think I'm talking? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bleep this out, but the ingenuity of this insult. Oh, God. <laughs> like, There's so many good ones. Dude, he's like, they're treating me like I'm a half of <laughs> something. <laughs> like, dude. Half? Not even a whole one? <laughs> oh, it's awful, but. That's, that's got to just... be improv, too. Probably, that sounds yeah. Like probably, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of racism in this movie. Uh, a lot, of, obviously, that little bit of homophobic stuff, uh, which is another thing. Uh, um, we'll get there eventually, but uh, yeah, that 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 scene's great. Uh, where you get them asking Polly to come in with them on the restaurant business, and then mm-hmm. you get that whole little montage of moving stuff in the front door and selling for a discount at the back oh, yeah. and when you can't bleed any more money out of it and you get the great part that you're talking about fuck you pay, pay me. me fuck you pay me and then you get the oh when you can't <laughs> when you can't bring any more money out of it uh you light a match and yeah. they're like fucking Little burning that shit out. dude when they're when they're putting you need help reaching anything over there fuck you you prick you look like you're decorating a christmas tree you don't know what you're doing <laughs> and then they're sitting out front of the of the restaurant it's like, uh, just brings up something random. Oh, yeah. What? He's yeah. like, oh, I've been trying to date this bra for a while. It's the only thing. It's prejudice this against Italians. Italians. Can you imagine that? In this day a, and age? In this day and age? Prejudice against Italians. Italians. Just overtly racist himself. And just like. I like when he tells him, he's like, he's like, I got to ask you something. No. No. He goes, what? Like, I, haven't, okay, I haven't I haven't asked you anything yet. No. And he's like, come on. Will you? And he asks him, like, he, right, he's what? like, what? Okay, okay, what? Okay, what? <laughs> I wish I could remember in my daily life to use okay, okay what? What? <laughs> what? Okay what? It's like okay, just remember the next time you want something oh, and somebody man. says what? Okay, okay what? what? <laughs> just for myself. I just want it just for me. To see you with your fucking mouth. <laughs> they got the drive away, buildings oh, on fire and man. everything. Um and then that's this broad. Uh, Can you help me out here. <laughs> that's when we meet Karen for the first time. Yeah. Um I think it's really, is it? It's a good scene. You know, he's trying to talk talk to his girl. Joe Pitch is trying to talk to his girl. Obviously, what's his name? He's not uh, paying attention to Karen like whatsoever. I I l- always love the line is like, all right, well we'll get the check and we'll all leave together. That way we're not staggering out like a bunch of hobos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he stiffs her the next day, yeah. stands her up, and uh, Tommy drives her around to come look for him. Uh, and right then you could kind of tell like they're like sh- she's so mad at him and is and he's just playing his like hot shot bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then 
I think that he was impressed that she yeah, fucking that like, she came up. She came up and fucking was like yelling at him and everything like that. that she so made like, Tommy fucking yeah. It's like ooh, you're fucking fiery. Yeah. I, I like this. Yeah. And then as soon as he starts showing interest, she starts to melt a little bit yeah. and just like, oh no, it's gonna cost you, Hill. It's gonna cost you a lot. <laughs> uh, Dude, what about before that though? When she's like. He's like, you know, I'm really sorry. Oh, like, when he's like, eating his food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he, said he, he wanted a, to be yeah, here. He said he had a great time. Oh, but I, I just hope he's not serious. <laughs> Total <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, um, and then, uh, so yeah, they they start dating a little bit. Uh, and then they're at the, at the country club, and then they meet fucking... I can't remember that dude's name. I always think he's like a... <laughs> David Schwimmer, but not David Schwimmer. Oh, Prince. yeah, that guy, yeah. Seems like a fucking loser. Um, hopefully, uh, we never work with David Schwimmer. Uh, and he hears this. But um, anyway, uh, what would you do if we got a call tomorrow? David Schwimmer wants to produce our podcast, and we got to... I would say yes, because... Uh... I don't hate the guy, but... I don't um, hate the guy either. I, nothing, you know, no, no harm to him. If I, just... I said no, and... <laughs> My sister would never forgive me because she <laughs> loves friends. friends. Of course, holy she does. fuck! You, I, I feel like your sister is the target demographic Dude, for she, friends. She, the way we know movies, yeah, and I mean she knows movies too. But yeah. the way, say this movie, we know this yeah. movie. She knows all the seasons of Friends. Yeah, she'll be like, "Remember that episode?" And I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I was like, "But I guess it's no different," you know. I, I know Fresh Prince like that. It's I know a lot a, different. I know a ton of other movies like that. This is a masterpiece. <laughs> Friends, however, let's just say... It's hey, Brad Pitt was on Friends. The opposite of master of a masterpiece. Brad Pitt was also on... And Bruce Willis. Cool, cool World. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on from Friends. I think was Bruce Willis on Friends. I'm pretty sure he was on there at one point. There's a lot of people on that show that yeah. just popped up here and there. Um. Yeah. So after that, they start dating. Um, and they run into the David Schwimmer dude at at the thing, yeah. and then we get the great the great scene with Maury. Maury's wigs are tested against hurricane winds. winds. And jumps in the pool, and then they show him in the pool, and they his don't com- come off. His hair's completely dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. That that scene's so funny, and he's like, uh. Yeah, uh, Robert De Niro runs over. He's like, got your fucking money to make your commercials? You don't got my fucking money? I want it today. 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 Uh, I'll get you the money. And then, yeah, so Henry gets a call from Karen. He's got to run out to go save her because she's crying and everything. And then he asks her what happened. Dude, yeah, her her, her thing is great. I, uh, he started to grab me. I hit him Henry. back. He got really angry. He pushed me out of the car. Dude. Yeah, so good. Uh, and then, yeah, so Henry pulls up to her house, tells her to go wait inside, gets out of the car, walks across the street. What do you want, fucko? fucko? You want something? Oh, 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 dude, just beating the shit out of him. And just, it looks so fucking dude, good. Dude, it, it's crazy. It like I mean, really like, yeah, like, mo- like movie magic. I don't know. They must have had to rehearse it a lot. Dude. Because, one, like, he's hitting him with, like, the dude's face is bone dry. And then he's hitting him, and as he's hitting him, it's you just start bloody, seeing yeah. blood gushing. I mean, there could be a blood pack in, yeah. in, uh, in Ray Liotta's hand. It's or, probably like a squeaky I'm, toy I'm, or I'm something. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like interested on how, how they achieved it. Because it, it looks 
it's probably like Real. a squeaky toy, you know? Yeah, and so he, like every time he, really he squeezes it, yeah. it fucking squishes out. Yeah. And he's hitting him. It's like... Something like that. You know? Yeah. It's got to be. Because, um, yeah, that first initial hit. Dude. Bah! And then he points He points the gun at that dude. Don't shoot! And he like puts his Coke in front of him. Like yeah. it's going to save him. Honestly, yeah. If I would like to say I jump on the fucking guy. But if... If he had a gun, fuck that. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, For my own... Self-respect. I'd be like, bro, I don't know what you did, but I, I I'm gonna say I would jump in, just because. Yeah. I don't know. I You'd can't be a good a consci- fucking dead guy. Uh, yeah, I can't a good conscience be like, I'm not gonna help my friend if he's getting merciless, mercilessly beat like that in front of me. You're a better man than me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. Uh. So after that, oh, uh, we get the infamous long take. Um, with one of the best needle drops in the movie, I think. Uh, and then he kissed me by the crystals. Oh yeah. Uh, and one thing that I I had seen this movie a million times, and I didn't notice it until maybe a year or two ago. When they go in the kitchen, I guess they want all the production value that they can. They walk in a circle, mm-hmm. so they don't need to do that entire like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that part's really, really great. Just the way it's filmed, the amount of timing and rehearsal and lighting that would have went into something like that oh, yeah. is gargantuan. And the fact that it came out that good, I don't know how many takes they did. I'm sure they did quite a few. But there's so many people in the like the club. Yeah. There's so many people in the kitchen moving, and the lighting has to change, and all that stuff. It's just it's it's an incredible scene. It's b- brilliantly shot and. Uh, it's just giving you more, especially Karen's introduction to that lifestyle. Like, it's just giving you more and more of why people might put up with like the dangers of this life because oh, yeah. it's it's so glamorous and you could have everything so easily. Like, you, if you want something, you could just take it. Like, yeah. it's it's you know it's seducing. Um, but yeah, that seems great, and you create. I always love the joke. Uh, wonderful doctors in the in the building. Uh, Gave a guy six months to live, couldn't pay the bill, gave him another six, six months. months. Uh, I love this crowd. Uh, yeah, that, my wife, please. That part's great. And then there's just that whole montage of them getting. Uh, I, I like also when they sit down and then it's like, uh, like brings in the champagne. He's like, oh, what the f-? Or the wine. He's like, oh, what is this? And then they're like, oh, it's from the table over there. And they're all with their drinks. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what do you do? Hmm? What do you do? I'm in construction. You don't feel like it's a construction worker. I'm a well, union you delegate. delegate. <laughs> and she's like, fuck, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he woos her, and then they end up getting married. The wedding scene's really fun, too. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I really love the wedding scene. The part where they're like, where they're lining up to give them the insane the money and like some of them are like thicker than others mm-hmm. and like all that sh- like it seems crazy yeah i'm i'm very curious to know how much money they got on that one day oh at least a hundred grand at least for sure yeah. without a doubt well think about it like there's i can't remember what part it is oh dude when they um after the latanza during the christmas part when he gives Karen, like that fat water stacks mm-hmm. of bills, they're all thousands. Oh shit! So he hands her like forty thousand dollars, like in her in her hand, like because it's a thick ass stack of money. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Oh, I also love in the wedding. That's the first time you see Tommy's mom. Like, why do you want to get? Why don't you be like Henry? He's got a yeah, nice yes. girl. Yeah. He's settling, settling down, down now. That like she's just so good in this movie. It's amazing. <coughs> oh, fun fact about her. Um, apparently, I mean, we'll get to it eventually. So whatever. I like I like when Karen's doing her her uh, her monologue her bit. Yeah. Um, Marie, Marie, yeah, like, and this is pa- Peter. Oh, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I get confused Please myself. Stop. This is Polly and Marie. Yeah. Once, I, once he, they finished introducing me to everybody, I felt like I was drunk. Yeah, she. I'm glad that she got her own monologues yeah. in this movie. Her character is really, really important to Hen- like to the, how Henry works and why he why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's just um, Lorraine Bracco is just so good in this movie. Um, one thing that I, I. Uh, forgot to mention about the scene with where he beats a dude in the driveway he walks back over to her and he hands her the gun and he says here hide this yeah and she puts it in the milk box worst place which is the dumbest place a milkman's gonna come to take that bottle and put for those of you who are not our age this didn't even happen when we were young uh when our parents were younger you the way people got their milk was they would have a box in front of your house and a milkman would take your empty bottle and then put a new bottle of milk in there and that's how you got your milk. She puts it in that box. Any, It's in front of her house. Anybody can find it. She does it like right after that shit happens too. The mm-hmm. dudes across the street could totally just be like, oh, the fucking gun's in there yeah. or whatever. That's just one thing that I was like, Yeah, what? it's annoying. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a, it's a bad... I don't know. It's it's weird. It. I think it just shows how little she knows about that. Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. I, think, her, I, I goes, think so too. Oh, right here. I put it right here. Yeah. Um, ooh, what else do we got? Oh, so they get married and everything's like cool at the beginning. She's getting introduced to the wives. Uh, Karen's Jewish. Damn, that's a big spider. Should probably kill it. Karen's Jewish. Or bite somebody. When uh, eh, I'm hardly in this room. Um. Karen's a Jewish lady, and uh, when she's meeting all the wives and everything, and that chick's doing her, I, I should have looked up her name because that lady's in a lot of stuff too. Um, she's doing like her, like giving her a pedicure, oh, yeah. and she's like, hey, uh, "I'm from Miami. You ever been there?" It's like, no. It's like it's nice, but it's like you died and woke up in Jew heaven. heaven. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, dude. Um, no, but they know she's Jewish, though, so, right? They had like a Italian wedding. I don't know if all of them know that she's Jewish. They gotta know. I don't know. They kind of know because they know everyone knows that Henry's not full Italian. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe, probably. I guess I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they might know. Um, yeah. But anyway, that part that part's funny. All her monologue stuff is really is really good. Um, and then everything's going good, and then uh, immediately after, like problems start happening when yeah. they're, when they're getting married, and then I love the part where. Her mom's railing into her. He's like, uh, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. don't bring your father into. This. You don't know how I, I feel. feel. Dad, Dad, don't bring him into this. He hasn't been able to digest a decent, decent meal, meal in six weeks. weeks. He's not Jewish. You know how these people live and all that stuff. Jesus, and then, dude. So son comes up and Henry's like putting his key in the door. They open up the door. Where yeah. were you, Mama? Oh, shit. And then he just like turns walks it. walks around, and then fucking Tommy in the car. Yeah, Henry. Yeah, Henry. Where were you? Normal people don't act like this. What the fuck kind of people are they, dude? dude. So good. And he's just laughing. <laughs> dude, so sick. Really, really funny. Uh, um, it's like fucking five thirty in the morning too. It's just oh, 
one thing that I noticed this time around is uh, the part where they're ripping off one of the trucks. And it's like, oh, if we ran out of money, we would just steal something else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my one of my favorite lines too is, "Where's the fucking strong box, you varmint, you?" <laughs> I, I always miss an opportunity to call somebody a varmint. Oh, I think varmint. that's a great like Yosemite Sam insult, but yeah. it's just it's just really funny. There's a part where the police come over and uh, oh, they want to do the search. They want to do the search, and that's more of Karen's monologue stuff. She's watching the jazz singer, which I think is a little oh man, little little dicey on that one. Yeah. I watched that in I watched that in in, that in film school. Um, Al Jolson, Al Jolson does blackface in it. Yeah, and I watched it in film school, which was in two thousand nine. I wonder if today they'll still let people show that because I watched that movie and I watched uh, uh, Birth of a Nation, which is basically about the Civil War but uh-huh. told from the perspective of the South, which is not good. <laughs> Um, so I'm wondering if they still show the, if they allow people to show the way, the way the culture is now. Why is that movie so important to like a film, a student or school? Birth Birth of a Nation? Jazz Singer. Oh, Jazz Singer. Um, it's the first movie with sound in it. Uh, with like dialogue, with like dialogue in it. Most, most of it is still like title cards. Um, but, uh, it has a couple scenes where it, it's, uh, there's, there's sound in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like dialogue. But uh, yeah, she's watching that movie. Um, obviously, Martin Scorsese is a huge film buff. I'm sure he's seen that movie when he was younger too. Mm. Um, so that's probably why that's in there. So funny story about um, when they're showing uh, like still the good stuff with uh, Henry and Karen. The closet that they have, dude, just stacked with all those different suits. Like I would give anything oh, yeah. for like a wardrobe like that. That'd be so de- so dope. And she's got all her dresses on one side, all the suits. But he's taking out these stacks, these oh racks God, and yeah. racks of fucking money out of his out of his waistband. So, in elementary, I can. In elementary school, I had already, I had already seen this movie a million times. Okay. Um, and at my elementary school, our our mascot was a superstar. It was just, a, <laughs> it was a star with the face on it, and <laughs> and uh, we Sorry, used to get. We, th- there was like a student stores where you could where you could buy candy with stuff, but you had to get like uh, these things that they called Starbucks. So if you Picked up five pieces of trash hey, and blah, Starbucks. blah, blah. You, they'd give you a Starbucks. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. So you would get them, and you get five Starbucks. You could buy, like, a can of soda or, like, a candy bar or something like that. Yeah. Well, they would print these things, and they would hand them out to, like, teachers and, like, everybody, right? Yeah. But where they got printed and then where they were kept, the distribution of them was in the principal's office. Now, at my elementary school, there was a front office Ooh. that... You walk in the front of the school, and there's a front office, and you go through the front office, and then the principal's office is in the back of the office. Say office again, office. But <laughs> his office had a back door that led out to the playground area. So one day, this kid who was a, like a kind of a bad kid, I wasn't or a real bad kid, but there's this kid who was kind of like, he was a little bad kid, and he's like, yo, dude, like, come here. Starbucks heist. And I was like, I was like, what's up? And he's <laughs> like, hey, uh, I'm going to keep lookout. You see that drawer in there? And he's like pointing in the principal's office. And I was like, yeah. He's like, in there, there's a bunch of Starbucks. Go in there and I'll make sure that nobody comes in. I'll keep an eye out, make sure the people in the front are distracted. Uh, principal just left for lunch. I just saw him leave. And I was like, oh, How okay. old are you? Like 10. Oh, fuck. And he's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, just go in there. Take like a good amount. 
but not a not so much that they're gonna notice because if you take a bunch, they're gonna be like, oh, who did this? Blah, blah. So I was like, all right. And the principal never locked that door, so I like he's like, all right. So you went to the front of the office and was talking to the to the chicks. I I don't know what he was telling them, but I walked in there and like the, the his front door was open too, so I could see him talking out there, and I was just like. Open up the principal's off and like the way that they were printed, they were printed in stacks, all uh, glued together at the top, so you could just rip them off. Uh, so I grabbed like twelve of them and I stuffed them in my pants like uh, that. And then I I ran out and then uh, we met in the bathroom and I was like, all right, give me a second. I went in the stall and I was like, pulling them out of my pants, <laughs> dude. That day I we bought like everybody like like a bunch of candy and chips and a bunch of shit. I was like, dude, this is so tight. I thought he told you not to buy anything big, huh? <laughs> bring it back. I don't care where you got to bring it back. Uh, did they ever find out? No, no, we did. We did it like four times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we did it like four times. We had, well, I, I can't remember in each snack. There was probably like, I don't know, close to like 200. And I stole like 12 stacks. Holy shit. Yeah. How many stacks they have in there? Dude, like a fucking a like a, like a box. They had oh, they wow. would they would send them out to some company and they would they would bring back like a whole box full. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, it was. What made you guys stop? I don't know. I guess we just got tired of tired of chips and shit. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It's good you guys stopped while you. Yeah, while yeah, yeah. Ahead. No, for sure. Ryan Gosling should have talked to you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that scene. Um, and then we get the we get the Billy Bat scene, which is another iconic scene. Um, so Billy Bats has just gotten out of prison, and he's at Henry's. They they imply that it's Henry's like place, like it's yeah, his, it is. It's his yeah. bar, yeah. Um, which is crazy because they don't even go into all the everything that they have going for them. Like Henry's got a bar. No, they make just... no other mention of that at all. Whatever the shit that he got going on. I'm sure one of them has like a car dealership that they're fronting yeah. and shit or whatever. Sam's hot car lot. Yeah, Sam's hot car lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Billy Bats is there. He knows Tommy from the past when he was young. Obviously, he's been in prison a long time. He insults him a little bit. Hey, hey. Tommy, all dressed up. All grown up and doing the town. Look at this. Oh, shit. Tommy. I forgot you were trying to party Oh, oh, come here. Right, let me go say hello. Hey, Billy, how are you? Tommy, you know me. I haven't seen hey, you in six Billy. fucking years. How you doing, Billy? Jesus Christ almighty. You look terrific. How you feel? Watch this suit. Watch this suit. Watch this suit, Jesus you little frick yet. Hey, I know you all my life. All right, good. We're getting too big on me Just now. Don't go busting my balls, Billy, okay? Hey, Tommy, if I was going to break your ball, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. <laughs> oh, this kid, this kid, this kid was great. They, they used to call him Spit Shine Tommy. I swear to God, oh, he'd make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. Excuse my language. He was terrific. He was the best. And he made a lot of money, too. Salud, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you for crying out? What's what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm to right. offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. Hey, Tommy. 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 Hey, Tommy.
Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on! Let him go. He's been bought his fucking button at the safe old tough guy. You bought your fucking button, you big tough guy. You, you motherfucker. Come on. Fuck, keep that motherfucker here. Keep him here. Keep him here. Come on. Fast, fast. Come on, you fucking feel strong? I'm sorry, Tommy gets a little loaded. He doesn't mean any disrespect. You don't mean any disrespect, Henry. Are you nuts? Teach this kid a little fucking manners. Hey, Jimmy, what's right is right. You understand what I'm talking about? It's all right, it's all right. No, I mean, the kid's over here. I was hugging and kissing over here, and two minutes later, he's acting like a fucking jerk. No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. I didn't insult him. I didn't insult him a little bit. No, I didn't insult nobody. Give us a drink. Give us a drink. Okay. Come on, let's have some drinks, all right? Drinks in the house. Come on, let me... Yeah, have to drink with me. No, 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 no. Back him up. Billy, Billy. No. Drinks around the house. Salt him a little bit. A little bit. No, no, what's right is right, Henry. What's right is right. Jimmy. He's like, nah, you insult him a little bit, you insult him a little bit. And he's like, all right, give everybody a, a couple drinks. Give them a drinks. No, 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 no. It's on, it's on the house. No. On the house. Drinks are on the house. Yeah. So good. <laughs> he insults Tommy. Tommy fucking leaves, tells Henry, keep him give here. Him Make man. sure he's, he keep him here. Um, ends up getting drunk. That's the only person where later on uh, Billy Batts seems drunk at that point. Yeah. He's staying there and like, dude... There's no cell phones or anything. So Tommy leaves, and Jimmy has no idea that Tommy's going to come back and like kill him. But he's sitting there talking to Billy Bats. Billy Bats has his back to the door, and Tommy just stands up behind him. And without oh, he fucking hesitating, jumps on him, yeah. he jumps on him and just goes into town, goes into town on him when, he, when uh, Tommy starts beating the shit with the gun in his, in his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, the look that... The look that uh, Henry gives oh, man. Yeah. gives Tommy when Tommy says, "I didn't mean to put, I didn't mean to get, get blood, blood on your floor." floor. Like that's what like he's that? worried about in that moment, motherfucker. Because I mean, dude, <laughs> yes, Henry is connected, and Henry has seen a lot of crazy shit, but he knows that Billy Bats is fucking yeah. is is a made man, and yeah. that this is pretty much a nail in a coffin for all of them. One, if not all of them, yeah. you know. And he's just like, "Holy shit!" So then that's where we jump back to the beginning of the movie. Um, they get out and they start burying Billy Bats after they stab him and shoot him a bunch of times, and it's it's gnarly. Can we talk about Jimmy's face though when he's kicking the shit out of just, Billy Bats, dude? That I, iconic I, I, look. I, always, I always just love that his arms going around in a circle like <laughs> like he's wind, like he's a wind up toy, dude. dude it's the just face, so dude. The face he has when he's kicking the fuck out of him is just so great, too. Yeah, he, he's man. Like, <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah, um, before they they go to bury him, actually, uh, damn, why do they stop? The, oh, they need shovels. They need shovels. So they stop at they stop at Tommy's mom's house, and this is another scene with uh, Mars Scorsese's mom, who plays Tommy's mom, and she's fantastic in this movie. She's absolutely wonderful. Um, I just love they go in there trying to keep quiet, and uh, she immediately wakes up and starts cooking dinner for them. And and the like the audacity that you have, that you have a dead body in your trunk. You go to your mom's house and sit down to have have dinner dinner. in the middle of the night, mind you, like middle of the night, have a full dinner because that mom's not going to cook. She's not going to warm up something for you. She's going to make make something, yeah, something for you, you know. And meanwhile, Henry's sitting there, and he's, like, so uncomfortable and everything. And then that's why she brings up the story about the 
guys like Campari. <laughs> Campari, you don't you don't talk much. You don't eat nothing. You don't say nothing. And what you're always talking, <laughs> but in Italian, it, it sounds, sounds much, much nicer. nicer. And then we get the great. Uh, listen, Ma, I gotta take this knife. Uh, we we hit a deer on the way over, on the way over here. It's like and and it's, I, I gotta uh, I gotta I gotta get it out of the grill. The, uh, the, 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 the the paw the paw the paws in the in the grill. The, the what do you call it? The paw the hoof. Yeah, hoof. yeah uh, I, I, I got, I got, it's a I sin. got, yeah, I gotta hack it up. It's a sin, man. <laughs> All right, you bring oh, it, you bring it no, back. But bring it back, though. Bring it back. <laughs> and then just, dude, you could tell she's like, they're talking, and like, if you look at her, she's like waiting to fucking. Uh, yeah. Has he told you about my pain? Yeah, yeah. Just brings it out yeah. out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, look at that. One dog goes one way, one dog goes the other way. This, this guy's saying, saying, "What do you want from me?" me? <laughs> kind of looks like somebody we know. Holy shit! What oh. up, the bin? No. And then mean, but he's nudging him. He's just dude. And fucking Henry's just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, bro! Like, what the fuck are we doing two, here, man? Two psychopaths. Yeah, just, just laughing. Just, like they're mur- murderers. Yeah. Like crazy psychopath murderers. Just laughing about this and just going crazy. And uh, meanwhile, Billy Bats is already kicking in the ba- in the yeah. back of the trunk. Um. So yeah, they bury him. Move on. Uh. From that part. Oh, what I was gonna say about um, Martha Scorsese's mother. Apparently, she cooked for the crew every day she was on set. Yeah, I heard that. So she yeah. made a bunch of food for everybody. Um, I also noticed. So the part where they're talking about um, Sammy Davis Jr. at the restaurant, and uh, that uh, Tommy's girlfriend's like, "Oh, I could, I could see how a oh, guy yeah. could fall for something like what? him." And then he's like, "I just want to make sure I'm not kissing Nat King Cole over here." <laughs> I, I. That part's always been kind of humorous to me, you know. They're making light of it or whatever, but I mean, it is super racist for oh, sure, yeah. and it just sucks. Like I, I just thought about like how far like society has come in general. That like that girl was for one instance showing how much of a how much of a bigot she isn't, and immediately she like, and then after that, when you're looking at her and the conversation's going on or whatever, she looks like terrified, like she, oh yeah, like she's fucking signed her death note you know mm-hmm. um and i just thought it was strange like i never really paid attention to that just to her performance like she seems and especially she's going out with tommy yeah like later on when he's like you look at anybody else and i'll fucking kill you dude joe pesci when he walks away he does a stupid smile and like walk, walks off. i was like dude he's probably having so much fun in this fucking role and when she's when he says that to her she goes he's, he's serious, serious. <laughs> and she's like into it or whatever it's wow. like Nice, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's way. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I noticed that the last time, and I just wanted to bring that up. Polly, uh, Jimmy, or Henry's got to go to Polly's house, and then he's asking about Billy Bats. And this is something that if I, I doubt that they're gonna listen to this, um, but I, I always had an argument with Jerry about this at the beginning of the movie, and I noticed this time he says that Henry says that Tootie runs the entire neighborhood. And Polly's his brother, so Polly's the boss of that family. Yeah. And in that sequence, when he's asking about Billy Bats, he's saying that they're breaking his ball because uh, breaking my balls. Are they're breaking my balls guys. after this guy. So I'm assuming it's the other families that are asking, like the yeah. family that Billy Bats is a part of. Yeah. That's where who they're asking about or who's breaking his balls. And I mean, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I'm pretty sure Jerry was fighting me on that. Polly's the boss of that family. That he was saying that like, oh, he was just. Like one of the the captains or whatever, and I was like, "Nah, dude, Polly's the boss of that family. Tootie runs the neighborhood, yeah. so he's like a capo and shit." Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, because 
that's who all, they kick all the money up to. Yeah. And if there was, uh, if he wasn't the boss, why wouldn't they show us who the boss was? That's true. I think. I think. Yeah, I think we're right on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he wouldn't be so significant if he wasn't the fucking boss. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't hurt fucking Henry so much when he says, "Now I got to turn my back on you." Mm-hmm. You know, like because he'd have somebody else to go to. Exactly. Right. Um. After that, we got the spider scene, the first one. Um, this is one thing that bugged me about this movie. That's why I say this movie, for one, is not in my top ten movies, like my top favorite movies, top ten of movies of all time. Probably not even in my top 20. Maybe in my top yeah. 20. Um, but it is definitely one of the best, like, I would say, like, top 25 best movies ever made, hands down. Yeah. Regardless. But there's only a couple of movies where I'm like, oh, this movie's perfect. One of them's like No Country for Old Men. This is the one thing in this movie that I'm just like, how do they not catch this? Mm. Joe Pesci's wig in the scene where he shoots Spider is hanging off the back of his neck. And it looks, it's so distracting to me now when I see it. I'm just like, ah, I hate this. <laughs> just tape it down with something or something. But um, He's yeah. that Maury's wig on. <laughs> yeah. That shit's falling off. Went through a hurricane. Um, yeah, he, uh, they, they, they're talking to Spider, they're asking for drinks or whatever, Tommy being Tommy, fucking cowboy, crazy, he starts shooting to make him dance, and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, then he blows fucking Spider's foot apart, Spider, Spider, you know, you're a mumbling, stuttering (laughs) prick, you, yeah, dude, I like when he's like, oh, bones all shattered, he's like, don't get me upset, upset. (laughs) don't get, it's like, dude, you just, oh my god, are you in or you in? Yeah, yeah, fucking Mirage? Yeah, what am I, a Mirage? What am I on your don't, uh, do my mind list? Um, which is a line I never heard him say before, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you in or you out? Yeah, I'm in, what's the bet? 800. 800! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dude, yeah, and then, um, Take him to the doctor down the street. Take him to the doctor down the street. <laughs> and then... Oh, you crazy you old bullshit of you. Oh, yeah. And then the scene immediately after that is, you know, Spider coming back in with the cast on his foot. And, dude, Tommy's just just being a dick oh, for yeah. no reason at all. I mean, just nothing. Like, I mean, originally he asked for a drink. Spider didn't hear him, even though he it just didn't hear him. Yeah. And he's being a dick. But, dude, he's just like... Just going to town yeah. on him, and then finally Spider tells him, "Hey, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy?" Oof. And when he says that, it's the first time I ever really looked at Joe Pesci's reaction in that part because Robert De Niro's talking. But Joe Pesci actually like kind of like smiles and was like, "Oh, oh, sh- oh shit!" like that. And then Robert that's De Niro. What, that's what Jimmy says to him. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's like, oh, "Are you gonna take this from that guy? You're gonna let him get away him? with that? What's the world coming to?" Bow, bow, bow. It's bow. his fault. That's what's. Do you think? Yeah, that he would have not always. shot him if he if he always. didn't egg him on like always. that. Always, damn. I always have thought it was Jimmy's fault. I mean, not ultimately because he, he pulled, pulled the, the trigger, trigger. Yeah, but but had Jimmy not done that, that, he shit. probably would have. He, he probably would have hundred percent. Yeah, incited it because dude, you're talking to fucking fucking Jimmy or not Jimmy to Tommy to Tommy. Yeah, crazy fuck out of the whole crew. Yeah, and you're telling him you're gonna let this guy get away with that. He goes, of course not. Boom boom. And he already doesn't like him. He's dead. Um, Probably would have just grown up to be a rat. Whole family's rats. I'm a good shot. What do you want? I'm a good shot. What do you want from me? You're going to dig the fucking hole. I got no Um, line. I'll dig the hole. You think it's the first fucking hole I dug? 
<laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, so. Um, after that. He had it out for Spider anyway. Like yeah, he, said, he, he really did. His whole did. family were rats, so. Um, Which I'm surprised they let him work there anyway. In be- That's true. In between um, those two scenes, you get the wake up Henry part where she, um, Lorraine Brocco's got the gun in mm-hmm. Ray Liotta's face. Uh, I was just saying, thinking, um, what a bad idea it is to a woman that's on the edge that has a gun in your face. And the first thing that you say is, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I'm especially to pull the trigger right then and there. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm crazy. Crazy enough to kill the both of you. I was like, Jesus, you should not have said that. But I always remember the line. I got enough problems uh, worrying about getting whacked on the street. I have to come home. Do this. this. Uh, So good. So good. So good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that, that's, that's after the, Karen, would you stop? Yeah. yeah. I'm still going to go out. Yeah, yeah. Not without your cockies and that. No, you're not. Not without your car keys, you're not. Um, yeah, it's after that. And that scene's actually in between the sp- two spider scenes. Uh, um, and then, dude, in that scene, when he's got her on the floor, unless that's a wig, dude, he's yanking oh, her yeah. fucking hair. Um, if it's a wig, that's certainly not a Maury wig. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. he, he's pulling. I was watching. I was like, damn, he's fucking yeah. going to town on her hair right now. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, Really good scene as well. Then everything starts to fall apart. Uh, they must really feed people to the lions down there because he gave the money right up. Uh, obviously, Jimmy and him get busted for that, and uh, he goes to jail. Now take me to jail. Love that part. Uh, the whole jail sequence is really good. Uh, cooking the dinners, and then yeah. this is when Henry starts getting into drug dealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen this movie a million times uh before i noticed this but when karen goes to meet henry in jail or whatever and uh it's panning over like the fucking visitation area there's just that dude getting domed up oh yeah looking around (laughs) i saw that movie when i was a bait like (laughs) a little 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 kid i never noticed it until i was like in my teens i was like wait a minute what should just doming that dude up um (laughs) Yeah, uh, that part that part's really really good too because she sees Janice's name in there. Yeah. Where am I? I'm in jail. I can't stop people from coming to see me. Have her sneak on the stuff. Have her man. do it. Have her do it. Uh, yeah, sausages and a dude, bunch of dude, shit. Dude, so much <laughs> shit. A bunch of shit. Fucking straight up grocery shopping. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, that whole that whole set uh, sequence is great. And then Henry finally gets out of jail, and it's like a one room apartment with beds just in the living room and yeah. kitchen and shit can't live like this karen pack everything up we're getting out of here and then they go moving in their new house can we talk a little bit more about the prison scene sure when they're talking about you know the whole how he how he cut the onions yeah yeah the nice little i really love that part i love that part too because well. like i don't know you're italian you automatically know how to cook yeah. Or they fucking, like, really, like, had some time with it. You know, like, 
and got better at it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? It's a ridiculous scene, but it, 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 it is. Um, just the cooking scenes and stuff that has to do with food. Like even later when he's all cooked out and there's food and they're like yeah. all enjoying it. Obviously, he's not. He's all yacked out, but, um. Like at the beginning with the barbecue scene, like I'm like, dang, I kind of want to just stand in the background and be like, ooh, yeah. it's gonna, I want to smell those sausages. Yeah. And fucking, it just looks, it, it's like we said, yeah. Martin Scorsese does a brilliant job making this all look like you want to be there when in reality you probably don't want to no, be anywhere no. near that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That whole that whole part's great. I always liked. Oh, how do you like your steak? Ah, uh, rare, medium rare. It's like ah, oh, medium an rare. An aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> don't put too much onions in the sauce. Ah, no, uh, I, I don't put too much, much fucking onions. onions. In the sauce. I put three small onions. Three onions. That's so much. I put two big cans in there. Two big cans of tomato sauce. Yeah, uh, that's good. I, I I didn't put too many onions, Paul. It's, uh... <laughs> 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 uh, oh man, just so good. You ever um, notice uh, Polly's nicely manicured nails? I did not notice. It looks like a man who takes care of him, yeah. uh, himself and yeah, at every capacity. He's got a little bit of gloss on there. Um, he's getting his nails done in, in, in prison. Yeah, maybe. Um, one of them blowjob hacks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Um, obviously, I, I, I mean, we never mentioned... Um, Frenchie at the beginning, the first time he comes in and he's talking to when they do that first little mm. steal. I just love. Uh, we didn't mention him in the cast either, actually. Oh, I thought we did. No, I don't think we did. Um, same guy that we talked about in Uncle Buck. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he plays Frenchie. Uh, um, amazingly enough, we were talking about this before we started recording the podcast. He's in a movie about the Latanza Heist. Mm called the 10 million dollar getaway where he actually plays frenchie again it came out the year after goodfellas um you could watch it if you want i've never seen it Uh, i saw the poster earlier and it looks like a bad porno yeah um looks awful but i think i'm gonna make myself watch it (laughs) anyway um mike star mike star just i I just love his totally totally untraceable yeah what about security security you're looking at it calm calm down calm down <laughs> just his his delivery is just so good in there, but yeah. So then they start talking about the Latanza heist. This is when we first get introduced to Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. Johnny Rose Beef, um, everybody. They pull off the heist. Uh, Maury tips them off on it. Uh, it's supposed to be like ten million bucks or something like that that they steal. You get that awesome scene of Henry in the shower. He hears a news report. <laughs> get all that money it's supposed to be divvied up between all these people obviously they don't want to draw any attention but uh nobody listens to jimmy yeah first boy first guy that walks in is uh johnny roast beef and it's funny too because he walks in he could have just walked in shut the door and yeah. went about his business and yeah. jimmy probably wouldn't have said anything but he walks in walks up to jimmy is like Look at that car out there. Love that I car. love that car. I love the way he says it. He's like, what are you fucking crazy? What are you fucking stupid? You want to get pinched or something? A million I, fucking bulls out there. Yeah, a million fucking bulls out there. You're buying a, Cadillac, a new Cadillac? It's like, it's under my mother's uh, name. name. I just got married. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's under your mother's name. Get it out of here. Get it. Take it back. Take it back. I love that car. His wife or whatever. Excuse me. Excuse me. Get it out of here. What are you fucking stupid or something? It's take it back. It's... 
out of my mother's name. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, what? <laughs> what did you say? Are you getting wise with me? It's like, no, no, yeah. no. Uh, he was a smack. <laughs> and so then he's like, hard. he's like, oh, I can't fucking believe this. And he's like, all right, cool. That's done with. Next person walks through the door is fucking uh, Frankie, Carbone. Uh, Frankie Carbone. Yeah. And his wife's got on a fucking $20,000 meat coat. He's like, you must be motherfucker. He walks up to takes him. Takes it off. Takes it off. Excuse me. Oh, what? No. What? Get it I told you. You don't buy anything. You don't buy anything. Take it back. I don't care where you got it from. Take it back. Take it back. And then Freaky Carbone's like, come on. No, no. What's wrong? It's like, oh, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Get shut the fuck up. And walks out, dude. I love that scene so much. Um, and then... Murray keeps fucking obviously Asking he set shit money. set shit up. He's supposed to get five hundred grand out of the ten million that they stole, and Robert De Niro doesn't want to give it up, so he doesn't. And Murray's being an unconscionable ball, ball breaker. breaker. And uh, Jimmy asks uh, Jimmy asks Henry to bring him there so they can murder him. Um, I love that scene because Henry, of you know Henry boy the, the pipes, pipes the pipes are calling. One of the other great needle drops in this movie is when Jimmy decides to kill uh, oh, yeah. Murray, and you get sunshine in your love. Uh, just looking at him. That just looking at him, look. smoking that cigarette. I always wanted to put that picture on a shirt where he's oh, just like sick. sitting at the yeah. bar looking like that. Um, great needle drop on that part. But yeah, he tells Henry, don't worry about the murder thing, and Henry thinks that he's not going to get murdered, but they're leaving the place, and... Uh, Oh, they got Danish there? Yeah, they got everything. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get some Danish for Bell. Gets in the car and then just... Fucking Joe Pesci sticks a a knife in the back of his head. Uh, Jimmy gets out. I I always love his life. It's like, come on, let's chop him up. Gets out of the car. Not here. Let's take him to the garage. Chop him up. He's like, all right, all right, we'll go. It's like, what are you doing? The car, the car's cold. What are you talking about warming up? Might as well have him drive and get get there faster. <laughs> dude, him just giving Frankie Carbone a bunch Always, of shit dude. the whole time is so funny. When and they, again, when they kill fucking when uh, they kill Stack. So Stacks, yeah, yeah, like right afterwards, he's like, "Come on, make that coffee to go." All right, what are you, what are you doing? doing? Put the coffee down. You said coffee to go. It's a joke. It's a joke, <laughs> dude. When when they kill Stacks, that shit's crazy. Like. The way that, like, the blood sprays on the... On, like, that looks just, so good, yeah. Like, dude, it looks, sca- like, scary good. Yeah. Like, holy shit, I think they really killed Samuel <laughs> Jackson for this movie. Uh, just just insane. And then once they kill him and they start talking about Jimmy not wanting to pay anybody, yeah. you get possibly one of the best needle drops in movie cinema... In, like, movie history. Uh, you get the... Pretty much all the whack all the gangsters getting whacked um, played like and at the same time as uh, Layla by Eric Clapton um, phenomenal scene and it just goes on for a long long time and it's really really cool and it ends with uh, ends with Henry coming in and being like really upset because the heist is in the papers and there's a bunch of people and everybody's getting killed and everything yeah. And then he's coming in, and then they tell him that oh they're gonna they're gonna make Tommy. Tommy. So Tommy's gonna get made. So they're all happy and everything like that. And uh, yeah, man, Tommy gets whacked. David, we we went over the whole. We didn't go over the whole cocaine era. That's after this. Oh fuck! 
Oh no, actually he starts doing the whole cocaine stuff before. Yeah. But there's still a lot more afterwards. Cuz he cuz he brings Tommy and Jimmy oh, right, Tommy right. and Jimmy in on the cocaine thing. You're right, you're right. So they kill they kill Tommy um that one day of of Henry running around. It gives me anxiety kind of. I mean, I've I've seen it so many times and like watching it, I'm just like, "Damn, this guy's fucking strong." Fuck out up. like the yeah. di- like the that scene starts with like the day and the time of day. It's yeah. like early in the morning, and then the it's a black title screen with the words on it, and then the next scene is just two giant rails of cocaine, and he takes them both, and then that's his start of his day. I'm just Shit. like, fuck, dude, that is insane. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild. Uh, and that whole day. I like him picking up his brother. It, it's really manic, and it gives me a little bit of anxiety, but it's still just so good, man. Yeah. It just it just shows you how good Martin Scorsese is at like pacing. And then the editing in this movie, another thing, I think this movie won an Oscar for editing. It's really, really good. Um, Martin Scorsese had worked with the same woman for a long time uh, on most of his pictures. Uh, and... Every, everything about the editing in this movie, the transitions, and it really shows it during this part um, how fast it's cut together and everything. It's it's mm-hmm. it's incredible. Um, he's seen the helicopter. He's driving around. He's got to pick up his brother, take him to the house. Um, start making the sauce. Start making the sauce. And then he's got to go to freaking his girlfriend's house to pick up, pick uh, up the cocaine. Yeah. Then he's got to take it somewhere to like get it stepped on, I think. That's the first time I picked up on that. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's mixing it in with something else. Um Trying to sell the trying to sell the guns to Jimmy, but Jimmy doesn't want them. He's like, you "Gotta stop doing that shit to br- making your brains into mush." <laughs> um, ha- almost gets in that car accident, goes to the hospital. Let me check you out, yeah, dude. On. He's like, "Oh, he gave me whatever amount of Valium." I'm like, yeah. "Dude, what the hell? Yeah, you're gonna die, how bro. Are you, how are you driving a fucking car?" After I know. That? I mean, a lot more cocaine. Yeah, I guess because right <laughs> that's when he goes and meets the guys in the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to see helicopters? And he, and he take and he takes. Uh, <laughs> He oh takes Karen with him. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Um, he recently passed away as well. That guy's great. Want to see helicopters? <laughs> and Karen's there. I need a hit. Just she's strung out too. Oh, yeah. Like everything. Everything's bad. Yeah. Everything's bad for them at all, all time. At all the time. For this I I love I love um, when he's talking to um, Lois, and then she's like, "Don't yeah yeah me, you little hick. Just do what I say." <laughs> blah blah. After all her yeah 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 bullshit. What does she do? She hangs up and calls from the house. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I'm pretty sure you would have got busted eventually, dude. Oh, that that part that part um. I need in my hand. I won't fly. That part, I I think. I mean, regardless, when he left his house, he was gonna get clapped because she um she called from the house. But at that part, I would have looked at her and been like, "Okay, this come with me. I think we could figure this out." Yeah. I would have. Fucking beat the shit out of her, like <laughs> as it, like not 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 Stephen Valdez. Valdez yeah, but yeah. if I am Henry Hill and I am a gangster, yeah, and I have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on the line, we have to catch a plane, and I've been through a fucking day already. Yeah, I'm gonna beat the shit out of her. maybe not beat the shit out of her, but I'm gonna slap her once. Yeah, and if she says no again, click go to town. Yeah, dude, just go to town and be like, you're getting on that fucking plane yeah. without a hat, and you're gonna fucking smile the whole Look, time. There's like, only one reason why she was even 
like she even thought that she could say I need my hat and that she might get it is because Henry's been a fucking nice guy this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not a violent guy. Yeah, yeah. So otherwise, I mean, for one, otherwise she probably wouldn't even be working for them. Uh, like a girl like her. Yeah, no, hell no. You know, and even if she still did work for them, like, you know, if he showed some sor- sort of like fucking like, you know, aggression or something, yeah. she might change her mind. But it's like, even in that moment, he's still like, all right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like can, can you imagine? Like, how? I don't know, How man. do you keep it cool? It's, um, it's, but it's, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, it's, the pressure that you would be under just living in this lifestyle, even if you weren't going behind Polly's back. Yeah. If you, if you were just being a regular old gangster doing all that stuff. And that's the other thing, too, is like, I know you want to make more money and everything like that. But once he got out of prison, they should still have avenues to make. He was making thousands and thousands of dollars all the time. Like, yeah. you could have done all that with that. But, you know, criminals but then are again, be criminals. But then again, it's like he sees he's still got that criminal mind. Yeah. So now, even being in with these mob guys yeah now he's like on another tier of criminal because he's a criminal in their eyes yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the mob uh-huh. because they don't fuck with drugs yeah, yeah so now he's like stepping in that next realm of like all right well i'm not only evading the cops now i'm evading Polly, you know yeah and so it was like alluring to him it was like you know such plus a, there's a lot of money there it's such a fucking strange lifestyle to think about being part of the like I'm thinking about you know Jimmy and Tommy are part of his like drug run too and just thinking about Jimmy as a person walking around every day like maybe went to the store to buy something and then he'll meet somebody in a parking lot and just get two pounds of cocaine and take it somewhere and then maybe go pick up his daughter or some oh, shit yeah. like that. it's just it's just crazy like it's insane um I used to like sweat bricks when I would go pick up weed in Pomona sometimes <laughs> oh, yeah. like this is when it was illegal yeah. and I was like. A teenager, but yeah, yeah. I don't like fucking being out here, bro. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just insane. So after that, we have um, the bad times. Uh, He gets busted for for the cocaine. I like this scene where he's getting, (laughs) or he's getting uh, not interrogated, but they're like booking him. Bye, bye, dickhead. Uh, And then Lois walks by and she's like, "I'm sorry." Like, oh my god. Uh, I should have whacked her. One of stupid. Um, question for you: Was Jimmy gonna kill Karen? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't know if he was. Not that maybe he would have. I'm not putting it past like, oh, he cares about her too much to not kill her. I just don't know if it was gonna happen then. You think it was gonna happen then? Yeah, because. I don't like how he was so adamant. Right down there. Right down there. Why the fucking dress has got to be all the way down there? Why? Like, the swag, so he's got him out, down on the corner. Nah. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah, right down there. And he's, I, lo- and I he's love like, that. He's like, he's like signaling around the corner. He's like, yeah, right but there. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, the reason why I don't think so is when they show the building, those guys are working. And then when sh- they see her, they turn around. They weren't prepared for her to walk in there. You know what I mean? So I've always I've always questioned that. Like I said, I wouldn't put it past Jimmy. It's not like he cares about somebody. I think Jimmy would whack his own wife if yeah. he needed to. Yeah, if she's gonna wrap um, yeah. yeah, but I, like I said, he would kill Karen eventually yeah. if he got the chance. But I don't know that it was gonna happen then. Okay. I don't know. That's just I, I've I've always thought that, and I've I, I've talked to other people about it too. Like 
I don't know. This is always a question burning in the back of my head. When she when she gets back, um, there's another testament to Lorraine Brock. She's just so fucking good in this movie. Um, when she gets back and she's all upset and Henry runs out. Oh yeah. Henry runs out to her. Um, when they're walking up to the to the house, she's like squeezing his shirt like like she's terrified like squeezing oh, and I'm, he's gonna find out that... uh no i mean just she was so scared when jimmy was when she thought jimmy was gonna kill her oh, yeah, she, yeah. she's so upset all the way home and she's crying and they're going inside the house and she's just like clinging to him like like for dear life you yeah. know um another thing that we kind of overlooked is when he comes back is another great scene is like karen where's this where's oh, the drugs God. that they never found karen Where's the stuff that I left, Karen? I flushed it down the toilet. You what? What was I supposed to do? They were all over the house. Karen, that was worth $60,000. I need that money. That's all we got. What was I supposed to do? They Karen! Were, they were in everything. That's all the money that we had, Karen. I was dependent on that. Why didn't you do that? I had to. Karen, they, they, were, they were gonna find oh, it. Fuck, Karen, they would have never they found it. it. I swear to you, Henry, I swear to Henry. Like I flushed it down the toilet. You what? Mm, that was worth dude. sixty thousand dollars. That's all the money we had in the world. They would have found it. They would have well, never. Found dude, it. that scene. That scene. If Ray Liotta deserved an Oscar for right anything, there. right there, dude. It's. Oh my God. God. Oh God. Dude, dude, crawl, crawl that in the right corner, crawl get, in the corner me, like, and they're like hugging each other, and he's crying his fucking eyes out, and she's crying. Like, dude, it's insane, dude. Oh God, so good. You just know you know that he's been around so much crazy shit in his life and he knows right then and there, like, I'm gonna die yeah. like I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like for sure I'm gonna and die. And that was their last like fucking chance right there. Yeah. To make a real living for him and his family. Yeah. And fuck, dude, like gone. In a in a like that. Yeah. It's insane. You know? And oh my god, when she's like, No, 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 <laughs> Yeah, dude. There's an unnamed person that on the scene when she's flushing all the to- all the all the coke yeah, down yeah. The, the the toilet. Uh-huh. Is, I'll, I'll, I'll leave them anonymous. But when we, <laughs> one time I was watching it, and they were like, "God, that's a lot of coke." <laughs> <laughs> like they're licking their lips or something. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. God, that's a lot of coke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so, uh, after that, they decide they gotta go in the witness protection program. Yeah. Um, the movie's pretty much wrapping up. The scene between him and Polly is really, really sad, oh, too. great one. Uh, I, I love Paul Sorvino in that scene. He's like, you looked at me in my face and you lied to me like I was a fucking jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, I never meant anything to you, you know? Like, yeah. just... Just so good. Um, I think Paul Servino was nominated for Best Supporting Actor as well in this movie. Uh, and then he gives him 3200 bucks for a lifetime. Now I gotta turn my back on you. Now I gotta turn my back on you. Uh, just so powerful. The, the writing in this movie, obviously we don't, we're not around gangsters or anything. I think, and obviously they grew up around gangsters. Uh, Nicholas Piccoletti 
did a lot of research and everything. I think our entire understanding of what that life is like and how those people talk and everything comes comes from movies like this. Yeah. I've been in the East. I know you've been in the East Coast a bunch, but I've been over there only a couple times or whatever. Um, and, yeah, I would have no basis to, like beyond these movies you know and and the writing in this movie is just so good the way this movie is paced the dialogue in it um it's just it's brilliant it's a brilliant brilliant movie but moving on they go in the witness protection program and then the last scenes are uh they're talking to the cop i love how it cuts over he's talking to them and then it cuts over with his voice still in that scene but they're arresting jimmy mm. and they go back to the scene and then they show them arresting polly and in the courtroom um and the uh, the other lawyers like calling homeboy a rat, and then he's got to point out he's got to point out uh, Jimmy on the stand, and Jimmy's Crazy. look at him. He's just like, and then fucking Polly's look at him, and he's like, dude, I would murder you right, if if, I if did, there was yeah. nobody else around. Yeah. Uh, we glossed over when when uh, Henry realizes that Jimmy's gonna kill him. Uh, he asks him to go down to Florida to oh, yeah. kill somebody. And he passes him the matches and shit, and uh, yeah, all that, all the, all those parts, fucking crazy, super duper crazy. But uh, the courtroom scene, funnily enough, when I was in high school, my first year, I had video production, and uh, we had to do a monologue. Each student had to do a monologue, and I did Henry's courtroom monologue in there. Nice. Like, uh, I had a. Uh, which in hindsight, my teacher must have been really chill because I was like, I had a sugar bowl of cocaine next to my <laughs> next to my bed. Uh, uh, didn't matter. We paid off cops. We paid off lawyers. We paid off judges. Everything. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. And then they show. I do. I don't know where they're where where they're living, but it looks boring as fuck. It's probably fucking Marina Valley. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks super boring. And uh, Henry's getting his paper, and he's just talking about, you know, how much he he hated leaving the life. You know, yeah. it was it, he was in love with it. It was his first love. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, they. I was explaining this to somebody last night. Actually, um, he he ends he ends the movie saying like, Oh, I ordered spaghetti and I got noodles and ketchup and then uh he's he's just like lives his life like a schnook or whatever. And then he goes inside and then right before the last frame they show uh Joe Pesci with a gun yeah. shooting at the camera. And uh that is a reference to a movie called The Great Train Robbery. Um, uh -huh. it's a old silent film and uh it's about cowboys robbing a robbing a train and at the end of that movie, there's a they show it at the beginning of Tombstone or the end of Tombstone where the cowboy's shooting at the yeah. at the screen. It's a reference to that. And the reason why uh, Scorsese put that in there is because he felt that gangsters were the new age cowboys. Yeah, yeah. They were they were the outlaws, just kind of reinvented themselves, and now they're now they're gangsters in New York, and they took whatever they wanted. They robbed everybody, and right. killed whoever they wanted, just lawless. Mm. Um, and like you said, you got your metal, your metal music stuff. But uh, I always do video game stuff. Um, 2017, the sequel to Red Dead Redemption came out, Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm -hmm. And when you start playing that game, first of all, 
the the main character in that game is not the main character of the previous game. Okay. The main character in the first game is in it, but he's younger, and you play as somebody that the audience doesn't know at all. Like, you have no connection to this person whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So... I was like, oh, this is whack. I want to play as the other guy that I've spent so many hours with and right. had such a good time with. But you're playing this game and they're outlaws and they have this big family and you're going across a giant map that's a west and you're robbing people and you're shooting things and it everything seems so fucking cool and like amazing and the mechanics of it, like they stepped up the way the game's made. So you're just so enticed and you're so, like everything's so romanticized, the cowboy lifestyle. And... About three quarters of the way into the game, everything starts to fall apart. Mm. You're on the run. You have to fucking abandon everybody. And then pretty much everybody turns on you and tries to kill you. And I was like, dang, I wonder if that's a specific reference to how Goodfellas is made. Because it's like exactly the same like story type maybe it is because of like of what you were saying of how they're the new age yeah 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 so they so, just uh, turned it back yeah around. it's like full circle you yeah. know um and i just thought i just thought it was interesting i remember when i was playing that game and i was like damn this is so fun and then by the end of it you fall in love with that character he's fucking such a badass and he's got such a good like heart or whatever and you get to the end of that game and like things are going badly and you're just like no like come yeah. on like just pull through like all this stuff and it's 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 just really good storytelling um and nice. they say you know uh good artists borrow but great artists steal and i think that's something that mm. we could attest to that because it's a fantastic game if you haven't played it i i think i, I played certainly it suggest a it. little bit the f- first one the very first one my cousins are were really into it mm-hmm. um but yeah, i just don't have the patience for no you have to be stoned and have like five hours of kill time i I get so bored after a while i'm just like i'm over it (laughs) they should make that a movie don't you think right red dead redemption oh yeah it'd be great it'd be great um i think i actually wrote or started writing like a a story based on that game The, the first there was one for playstation 2 it was called red dead revolver and then they made Red Dead Redemption. Oh, maybe that's the one I played. Yeah. Uh, that was for PlayStation 2. And then years later, they released Red Dead Redemption. And it wasn't a sequel to it. It was like a new rendition of it. But mm. uh, yeah, game's great. Uh, definitely check it out. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. Um, it ends with, uh, obviously, the iconic one is Frank Sinatra's My Way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the end of the 80s and... You know, Martin Scorsese's got a, or yeah, it's mid '80s, and um, Martin Scorsese's. I'm I'm very surprised on how like okay he is with working in new mediums. Like he's not like a Quentin Tarantino's like oh I'll never release something streaming or whatever. You know, like um, and the reason I say that is because instead of using Frank Sinatra's version, he they put the Sex Pistols version on there, yeah. and the movie just ends. Um, which is a great way to end the movie. Uh, but yeah, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. It's absolutely incredible. Um, do you have, uh, any, uh, interesting facts about the movie that you came across? I do, but before I say that, there's a scene that we didn't talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. Is when he, when Polly slaps... Henry, and that wasn't in the script. Which part? When he when he's talking to him, he's like, "Hey, you like, see anybody you gonna, dealing you with this? See shit? anyone? Okay. You gonna stay away from this shit? Are you? Yeah. Hear me? Bah! 
You hear me? That means anybody. Could be you, could be me, anybody. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know that was coming. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's why the look on his face is so genuine. Is that he fucking just smacked him out of nowhere. And it was a fucking good smack, too. Oh, yeah. I'll give you a good fucking smack. Dude, Paul Sorvino is very intimidating in this movie. Um, I got a few other ones. Uh, This one was the fucking coolest one that I thought. What? Um... Robert De Niro, he had jewelry mm-hmm. for every suit that he wore. It was a different piece of jewelry that he had. He had a different watch for a, one suit, a different kind of ring, you know, on a yeah. pinky ring for another suit. And he always accessorized uh, a pink ring and a watch. But uh, he, it, had, it had a different a different kind, I guess. Um, and he also used real cash. He also carried around real cash on him on set. Oh, shit. So he had $5,000 of cash in his pocket always. So anytime you see him pulling money out, it Damn, was, what it was the real fuck? fucking that's money. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I heard, I heard something that, uh, I heard something that he would constantly call Henry Hill, like the real Henry Hill, and ask him, like, oh, how would Jimmy hold oh, his glass? Oh, yeah, yeah. How would, how would he... Mm-hmm. How would he light a cigarette or everything like that? Which I thought was like, damn, that's dedication. Uh, this other one's pretty cool. Um, Scorsese gave his actors conflicting directions. Really? In the scenes to create tension. Huh. And it says, uh, during the scene where Sonny begs Polly to take control of the restaurant, Scorsese told Sonny's actor uh, to improvise more. Okay. But didn't tell Paul Servino. Oh, okay. So then, um, it, it you know it caused real anger and confusion from Sorvino, which that's why he was like, "What are you talking about?" I don't, oh, maybe I don't know. maybe yeah. that's why he gives the, the yeah. looks. Like, yeah, he's like, "What is he talking he, about?" Because he keeps looking over yeah. at fucking. He's supposed to be looking at Henry, but yeah. he's like, "Yeah, that's what sick, you right?" What do, you, what, do you, what do you want me to go in the restaurant business? Yeah, Paulie, what do you what, what do you fuck you think I'm talking about? Yeah, you, please. Oh, this is what you were talking about earlier about the Coca Cabana shot. Uh-huh. Tracking them uh-huh. took eight takes. Only eight. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about casting. What ifs about recasting Ray Liotta? Alec Baldwin. Oh yeah. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. I guess was at one point uh, poised to play Henry Hill, which at the time I could see that. I also saw another one. You gotta fucking hate me. <laughs> Who is it? Kevin? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, I would have lost my shit right now. I would have been like, what? No, that's no. impossible. He was making it. And, okay, so now we can bring oh, bring this up. It was Tom Cruise. They were throwing his name around. Yeah. But, but Scorsese, like, always wanted Ray Liotta. Oh, really? But, yeah, he had, you know, he had, he, yeah, Baldwin, stu- yeah, and then studios, Tom Cruise. Studios are always like, oh, what if we do this person, this yeah. person, this person? Speaking of fucking Kevin Costner. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes. This last one. Ray, Liotta, Ray Liotta's mother died during the filming oh, of shit. Breast Cancer. And he used the anger over her death during the performance when he's hitting oh, shit. Uh, uh, Bruce, is his name. And he legitimately got hit during one of the takes. Oh, shit. Damn it. So, there you yes. go. It, it looked real. <laughs> it looked real. It was. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, so speaking of Kevin Costner... This movie, like I said, 
top 25 movies of all time. And anybody that knows anything about movies, I think, would agree with me on that one. Um, it was nominated for a bunch of awards, Best Picture, Best Director, and it lost to Dances with Wolves. And Martin Scorsese lost Best Director of this movie, this uh-huh. insanely good movie, to Kevin Costner for Dance of the Wolves, a movie that I could not care any less about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Uh, Kevin Costner is really bad in that movie. <coughs> like, really bad. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I'll never forgive him for that. Ever. I know. It's okay. <laughs> but you like Untouchables. I do like Untouchables. And he's really good in that. He's good in that movie, yes. That's why I don't think he should direct himself. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you got anything else for us, sir? For cool facts, yeah. Um, this is the last one. Okay. Um, De Niro really kicked the shit out of Billy Bats. Really, he was wearing padding, but uh, Frank Vincent says that the next day he had bruises on his body. Oh shit! From how hard he was really kicking him. <laughs> So all of our assumptions are pretty (laughs) fucking dead on. on. Oh, man. Uh, All right. This has gone pretty long, so I think we need to just cap it. And I got two more things, though. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring them on. Um, Remember earlier when I was telling you about the the nicknames that me and my friends uh, came up with when we were watching this movie a lot in high school? And we were really stoned, and we came up with our mafia names, our fucking wise guy names. So, three of them that I remember, my friend Daniel, we used to, we used to go to his house all the time and smoke, and just hang out there after school. His his mafia name, his wise guy name, was Johnny Stoner. Johnny Stoner? Yeah. Instead of Stoner, Johnny Stoner. Johnny Stoner? We, we changed it to Johnny Stoner. <laughs> And then uh, my friend, my old friend, uh, Pedro, his name was Jimmy Two Guns. Jimmy Two Guns? Yeah. And then my name, I had to think about it really hard to remember this. Yeah. But my name was Tony Slice and Dice. Tony Slice and Dice? Uh, (laughs) Tony Slice and Dice. I I like that one. And we used to get stoned and, like, have these monologues or, like, these, like, these skits, yeah, you know? like just improvisational. Yeah. And stuff. it was always between me and Pedro, and my character just at, on cue, always like as soon as we were fucking high, we we're sitting there. My character was like this, this kind of like guy who would forget his name or he'd forget who he was. So I would be like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm like, hey, hey, Tony, hey, go fuck yourself, Tony. And I'm saying it to to him, right? Yeah. And he's he's. Jimmy, and then he answers back. He goes, he goes, Jesus fucking Christ, you're Tony, you stupid fuck. How many times I gotta tell you, you're Tony? And I go, fuck you, Tony. He's like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. I don't remember his own fucking name. Uh, we should bring that back. Yeah, those are our fucking stupid. We were talking. We were talking skits. about that. We were talking about that earlier, and we were saying how like uncreative. Uh, uncreative wise guys were at like making names for people and since i'm native american or if i was like had like if i was an italian guy and i had an ounce of native american and they found out about it and like my name was like mo be like oh mo the hawk oh shit (laughs) nice something like that i don't know 
But um, lastly, wait, did you have anything else besides that? Um, I just want to know how Henry Hill survived all these years and no one ever finally got no, to Yeah, no, that's what's crazy too. Oh, yeah, so um, they say at the end of the movie also, I want to point this out, Paul Cicero died in the 80s, I think, mm-hmm. um, like at the age of 72. Um, Jimmy Conway was actually doing his time in Chino Penitentiary, oh, not fucking... 10 miles from here yeah. and he was on parole in 2004 and oh, he would fuck. be 78 damn yeah he ended up dying or what? i don't know i i, I haven't looked that up but oh, it's shit. interesting um last thing i want to ask you is what would you do if you got the rights to this movie prequel sequel or remake uh, i'd be sequel i want to see what you know i don't want to steal this uh chris brought it up you want to see Henry Hill's life after. It's going to be really boring. I know, but maybe spice it up a little bit. I'm going to go prequel. Yeah? Yeah. I want to see uh, Jimmy's Rise to Power. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Real fun. But, um, yeah, this has gone really long. Hope you oh, guys yeah. enjoyed this one. Uh, it's the longest episode ever. Uh, but it had a lot to say about this movie. I could honestly talk for longer could, about yeah. this movie. Break it down even, even more in depth. Maybe we'll do a part two of this later on. Um, but yeah, incredible, incredible movie. If you haven't seen this movie, we ruined everything about it for you because we talked about the whole thing. But, um, this is is a movie you need to see before you die. There's a, there's a guy I work with who was like, I was like, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Yeah. He's like, really though? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, haven't you seen Goodfellas? He's like, no. And he's our age. And I was like, fuck. You I need like, to watch that. He's like, I don't know. My movies don't really do it for me. I was like, sounds feminine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Uh. I think. I think we did it. We did it. We did it. Um. Play it again, man. I'm Steven Valdez. Jason Brunas. And make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Play It Again Man underscore Pod. And we will see you at the movies next week, guys. Another day, another court case, it's okay. Somebody on the jury's got rent to pay. Can't see myself in the jail rotting. Plus, I got lawyers that are better than Cochran. If there's a witness on tape that they play, probably abroad that I used to lay. The last one to talk was never ever found. Got a call from downtown, put it in the ground. My mother didn't like me, I never gave a fuck. Her brother didn't like me, I hit him with a truck. Her sister was a rip, everybody got a ride. Her father was a rat, so I buried him alive. If you talk to the cops and try to flee, your car will blow up when you turn the key. Don't cut a deal or have the case appeal. I keep my mouth shut and I never squeal. I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy.